Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on the uh, Lonely Boys. Catch, bitch. Jenny? Well, well, looks like you came to play after all. You know which trundle bed is yours. Sleep tight, you've earned it. Actually, I'm going home, but thanks for inviting me. It was a blast. What? What do you mean you're going home? Nobody ever leaves a sleepover. Well, I guess that's the first for everything. Oh, and I'm keeping the jacket, if that's okay with you. Monday, lunch on the steps. Done and done. Mm -mm, You know it, baby. Give me a kiss. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to the Lonely Boys Podcast. We are here to break down the sixth episode of season one. I can't believe it. We are already six episodes in. Uh, this one is called The Handmaiden's Tale, but um, of course, I am not here alone. I guess I should introduce myself. I am... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start with you first. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I Always jumping in before I introduce you. Mm-hmm. I am Matt. I'm here to break down the episode with you, as uh, you should expect, since we are six episodes into this podcast. But of course, I am not here alone. I am here with my lovely co-host, my last lady-in-waiting, the mayor of uh, Cream Nation, or whatever he likes to be called, ooh. the creepy uncle of podcasting, yeah. Brendan. Oh, Apple. you just told my... I, I say that part. Oh, I... I, 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 let, you, I let the Cream Nation slide. Oh, okay, but interesting. So, the creepy uncle of podcasting. So I thought you had been saying it. Because I had been forgetting to say it the last five weeks. Oh, no, no, okay, no. So you want that for yourself. No, I, I love saying it. All right. It. I love saying well, it. Well, uh, all right. So y- you can do it now. We're, we're going to leave all this I didn't know I was giving off a tone. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I was giving off a tone that made you feel like I, I was, Yeah, like, every week like, I thought I thought I would introduce you and you'd be like, all right, I guess I'll say it myself. Creepy Uncle of Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cream Nation. No, I, I, like, I like you just saying my, my, okay, my name, right. like an actual name. And then I say... Uh, I am the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream, and now I'm going to add Hi Diddly Ho Neighborino to Cream Nation. <laughs> All right, so now we know for next week. <laughs> Great to have that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, now it's all Like settled. I said, we, we, uh, we, season one, episode six, The Handmaiden's Tale. Um, this probably, uh, a quintessential episode of Gossip Girl. Just the, a, ri- a ridiculous plot that could only happen in an episode of Gossip Girl because <laughs> it is so dumb that people are have 
they don't know each other's identities because they're wearing these stupid masks. And it can only happen in Gossip Girl because they're the only ones rich enough to be throwing these masquerade balls. Like, Blair just <laughs> throws a ball out of nowhere. Like, do we ever get what the occasion is for this just because she wants to fuck Nate? Like, that's, that's did she ball. just throw a masquerade ball because she wanted to put Nate on some to scavenger hunt? To... And all, like, all the masks were like very see <laughs> yes. like, You could tell who they were. Like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I, it was it was true to form. I, the, the whole the whole episode was oh, like yeah. it seemed to me six episodes in was like a, it was like a, a classic episode where it, like you, like you say it's got the whole format. Yep. It's got the yep. big event, and it, every character for the first time in a few episodes was here. Yep, yep, and uh, so that was nice. Adding some some intrigue where not only is Nate you know unfaithful with Blair in one way where he's actually has feelings for Serena, but he, now he's kissing Jenny because he thinks she's Serena. Oh, that was a whole view. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, there's a lot. We'll I get a lot into of thoughts it, that. but uh, we'll get, we'll that's get there. Yeah. ridiculous. Um, that was good stuff. Yeah, a very convoluted plot where where <laughs> Serena's giving Jenny all of her stuff, so that Jenny ends up looking like Serena. Like, oh, I, yeah. I love the Gossip Girl writers. They are, it never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> and I really like. I'll, I'll I won't give away my final score for the episode, but it was like a kind of like a B episode mm-hmm. until things really ramped up at the end, and everything kind of came together. And that was just kind of it was funny. So there's your little sneak preview of what uh what what uh what Brendan might you know might give down. it might not give it. Um, <laughs> Sounds like I'm giving it more than a B. Some personal news: the room, in, the room in which I'm recording is not as hot as it usually is. So, uh, very, uh, very happy about that. I guess it's that time of year. Actually, and you can edit this out in post. Let me just turn the dehumidifier off. I don't know if it's making a sound or not. <laughs> <laughs> the fans might love this shit. Actually, he is going over to the dehumidifier. He's oh, I heard him. I heard the button. He turned it off. Uh, he's pressing another button. I guess he must have missed the correct button the first time. Um, he's walking over, he's putting his headphones back on, and he's sitting down, and he's <laughs> What's back. funny is, I, I had so I much time, I was sitting here for 15 minutes before you got here, not to just tell everyone how late you were, and I, as soon as you get on, I realize I have forgotten to, to start recording with audio. Ain't that just the recording? I've forgotten to turn the humidifier off. Anyway, so let, let's let, right. let's get now. into this. I narrated the whole thing for the fans. I'm not right. editing that out. Perfect. All right, so let's get into yeah. it. I just want to make my life easier. <laughs> for this episode, Dan is torn between two girls when his childhood friend Vanessa returns home and declares her feelings for him, just as he and Serena are trying to figure out what they mean to each other. At the infamous mass ball, Blair sends Nate on a scavenger hunt, but Nate is ultimately still distracted by his feelings for Serena. Although Blair makes it perfectly clear that outsiders are not welcome, a disguised Jenny and Dan sneak into the ball. Finally, Lily asks Rufus to accompany her to an Eleanor Waldorf event in order to make Bart Bass jealous. So that's our, uh, you know, three or so storylines that we have in this episode. Uh, A note to begin, this is, I don't know exactly how to pronounce this, but I'll say Jessica Shore's first episode. Sore? Sazor? Very interesting spelling, but uh, I'll just say Jessica Shore's first appearance as... Vanessa Abrams, someone who will go on to be my least favorite character, not to not to spoil oh. too much. I am not a Vanessa so fan. Far, I so far, so bad for me too. Okay, pretty popular sentiment that people tend to not like uh-huh. Vanessa. So, um, I didn't know if she was going to be like a, a, a main thing. She was going to be a uh, have staying power in this series. She will be here. But, she will be uh, here. I don't know if she gets added to the main cast in this season, but <laughs> I, I definitely from next season moving forward for a while she'll be main cast i think maybe even after this episode she'll be added to main cast so she's she's gonna be here for a while yeah i I figured like well during the episode i was unsure about that but once it ended and after they had that whole fight and she was still sitting like on his bed when he got back i was like 
I guess they're going to write her as being like a friend right. character and like an annoyance to Serena down the line as like a possible love interest. And I guess that's what her role yeah, might they be. They may have realized that Dan, Dan needs at least one friend. Like he can't just <laughs> keep, keep <laughs> talking to his sister and his dad all the time. Like he can't be that much of yeah. a loser. But yeah, uh, this was not a case where in, uh, where, you know, they kind of break things off and then it, the breakup is so bad. She has to immediately move back to where she came from. She uh, actually, actually stays around. So Looking forward or not looking forward to uh, to Vanessa in uh, many more episodes of Gossip Girl. Um, as far as the title, The Handmaiden's Tale, do you know what this is a reference to? Uh, the book and the series. Well, not the series. Yeah, it wasn't I thought I was going to try to trick but... you. I thought you were going to say the series The Handmaid's <laughs> Tale, but that wasn't a thing yet. So, yeah. No, no, no. The 1985 book, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, wow. That's by, an old one. Uh, the, by Margaret Atwood, who, fun fact, I did my... Uh, senior year AP Lit uh, poetry project on Margaret Atwood. Oh, yeah, wow. that's right. We did we did a poetry project. What do you you would first you would first pick in the poetry draft? That that class was a blur. I was very sleepy in that class. You took E you took E E Cummings. Oh, because of the Donald Glover song. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you got the first overall pick, and you took E. I didn't. I definitely didn't even do that project. I'd probably have Meg do it for me. I cut lunch to go to your class because, or no, you were in my class. I, maybe I you weren't class. there. I cut, I cut, oh, okay, I cut lunch to go to the class where they were doing the draft so that I could see the <laughs> results. And all of my top 10 got wiped off the board. My draft board was a mess. Yeah, I didn't care. And then I, I asked, I asked our teacher, I was like, listen, I'm having trouble. Take a look at my draft board. What, what do you, who do you recommend out of the people who are left? And he's like, eh, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. When I'm in a silly mood, I like to do Margaret Atwood. <laughs> And you know who the teacher is, so you know why that's very funny. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, silly. Hey, I will, so I'll take Margaret Atwood. And I don't know why he said that, because everything Margaret Atwood has ever written has been so depressing. So sad. She's, she wrote The Handmaid's Tale, which is like one of the most depressing right. things ever. All the poems that I had to read for the project were depressing as shit. <laughs> I don't imagine know. him like sitting by himself reading this book and just chuckling the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and this guy's like, when I'm in a silly mood, I like to read the depressing work of Margaret Atwood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I'm feeling silly, I like to watch The Exorcist. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool, Jesse Martin. Oh my god! So that's that's my background with Margaret Atwood. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I gotta say, uh, the kind of guy here, we call we call him by first and last name. This teacher also. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, um, I hope he's listening. I hope yeah, he is. <laughs> okay. Um, original air date October twenty fourth, two thousand seven. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Trying to think, Yankees probably already eliminated from the playoffs. That was the year of the Midges. Yeah, um, Java did. Java didn't have a good game. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was the ALDS, right? The Indians. Yeah. Yeah. So they were they were probably yeah they were well out. By then. Yeah. Um. And uh, all right, so I guess let's uh, let's get into it. We start off with a little montage of uh, Blair preparing for the ball, which is going to be the event of the week. There's a, I don't know, this, this pictures of like these old ancient European things where uh, long ago when European royals grew bored with palace balls, they took a page from the peons and added some pageantry. So I guess they're just setting us up for, uh, for, you know, the reasoning behind this ball, which I still don't understand. But uh, Uh Jenny's, Jenny's helping out Blair here. Seems, seems as of now that she's kind of fully integrated into the crew. She, she, she working her way up to head minion after her big week last week where she uh you know really killed that sleepover party uh i 
in the beginning of the episode, at least, it seemed like she was, you know, fully integrated and she's yeah. already paying dividends for her. This guy's <laughs> giving her free jewelry, you know, le- lending out the uh, the bracelet to her in the hopes that uh, she gets to go to the ball tonight. And uh, yeah, and she's gonna, she's hoping that she gets to score an invite as well to the big masquerade Hell ball. Yeah. Um, my, I, that, the, the other minions that, of, of Blair, they don't do anything. And I understand that, that uh, our girl here is a freshman. And she's got to work her way up, but like, is, yeah. is that the whole the whole trajectory here? Is that you work your ass off all freshman year, and then you just gonna get to the, just coast the rest of your career as a minion? I think so. I think I think you have to put in your work. I think Jenny's kind of like an unpaid intern right now. Yeah, she has to yeah. do all the grown work, and then when she gets up to like the the level of uh, Isabel and not Katie. Blair pronounced it today, Cotty, which I just oh. realized. big news big news on the minion front where I now understand <laughs> that her name is Cotty. Uh, once she gets up to that level, I guess she can just kind of lounge back and brought, boss the the future unpaid interns. Right. And then when Blair names her successor, you know that's gonna be right. And then Blair will be a senior next year, and then she'll be a sophomore. And hopefully, she'll be a part of the crew, and then she'll graduate. And then by the time she's a junior, Blair will be gone, and yeah, hopefully, she, she should nice, take, take over the reins. She get a nice two year reign. Yeah, I'm in for that of, of Queen Bait. Um, so stay tuned for season three to see if that happens. <laughs> um, Is it a one to one with like school years and uh, seasons? It. Is yeah. Okay. I mean, once I mean, so the most of the cast besides Jenny and Eric, they're freshmen right now, so they'll that'll be one to one. Most of the cast is in their junior right now, so season one will be junior, season two will be senior year, and then they do for the most part go off to college. But then the timeline kind of gets fuzzy after that. Yeah, okay. Once people go to college, they, they don't. They try not to. Yeah, yeah make exactly. it easier for themselves. Um. So Serena and Blair in bed. Blair planning a nice scavenger hunt for Nate, and I I thought. This is going to be like a big part of the episode, though. There was a huge scavenger hunt, but as we will uh, go on to discover, Nate's Nate's really not down for the scavenger. <laughs> not hunt at interested all. His at heads all. In a million different places. So I was like, "Ooh, fun scavenger hunt! We're going to do a nice little uh, uh, thing." How do you feel about scavenger hunts? I like them. I, I have a good time. The last time I did one, um, I got caught streaking by the cops. <laughs> oh yes, of course. <laughs> I, I remember that. Night. Yeah. There was uh, four cop cars, one per person, that were involved that, uh, in that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they found teenagers streaking, and they need to bring the whole unit. Shut down the old Green Street. And then uh, they found Ganesha's fake ID and gave it back to him. That was nice. I, th- I feel like they, is... they looked like idiots because all the parents came to pick us up because we were minors, and all the parents just laughed at the cops. Like, oh, you guys are so funny. You got caught streaking? Like, Mr. Sanchez, my <laughs> exactly. mom, they were just like, we're laughing. Exactly. They were like, we thing. have your kids here causing trouble, and they all just laughed. They're like, oh, who are you guys streaking? That's great. I remember high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, let's go home. <laughs> They were, they were, you know, half a second away from joining. They were like, oh, this sounds fun. <laughs> My mom was already topless by the time she came to <laughs> The funny part was that we were like, they wouldn't let us put our clothes back on, which is kind of the, the weird pervy part. And they had us sit yes. like ass naked on their hood. Okay. I was, yeah, I was not here for this. I was on the, I was on the team that the was not team. getting, yeah. that was not getting in trouble with the police. But yeah, <laughs> you had your pants around your naked, your ankles or whatever. And then when they, uh, when they, <laughs> When they, I don't know what it's called, pulled you over. I mean, yeah. you weren't driving. Yeah, we, we, we they, were in a car, though, yeah. Yeah, when they detained you, they would not They would not let you put your clothes back no. on. Because <laughs> we had just gotten in the car to get away, and we still hadn't gotten our clothes back on. So we were, like, all driving, like, four guys driving naked in the car. And I, I like, pants up my ankles. Like, no, don't put those back up. Don't pull them back up. Like, they're around my feet, but he wouldn't let me physically pull them up. It was very strange. Yeah, uh, that's Suffolk County's finest for you. Yeah. But once again, the police just doing a tremendous job <laughs> with, that, with everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, well the one said so, to me he's like i don't even know if you could fit those pants back on baby that's that's, <laughs> that's what i remember most i yeah that's coming back to me yeah. i do remember hearing about that 
Um, so yeah, I'm very confused about the scavenger hunt. I was like, is this for Nate's birthday? Or like, what is the purpose for this ball? I, it seems like Blair is planning this whole masquerade just to, just to fuck Nate. Because Serena asks <laughs> like, oh, so what's the prize? And Blair gives her the little eyebrow wiggle where she's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah. you, know what, you know what the prize is. My like, flower. Oh, Blair. Yeah. Oh, you're naughty. I didn't even that. really question it because I feel like I, I'm supposed to just kind of take these things for granted with the series. Like, okay, there's a party. But it's like, yeah, usually there's an event, but usually it's like this bigger event. Like, usually an adult is either running it or some outside organization is running it. It seems like this 16-year-old Blair has is running this masquerade ball at this big fancy event and, like, True. getting all these people to come. And I just, I just have questions. But I guess, you know, when you're rich, 16 is the new, you know, 28 or whatever. Right. Yeah, I guess you're right, though. Like, with, with like, brunches in the past, like, the adults are kind of setting that whole thing up, and they're just going. Yeah, exactly. Um, Blair and Serena seem to be on uh, such good terms here, for once, that uh, Blair actually wants to Serena to come to the event and be the last lady-in-waiting, which me and Serena had the same reaction, where Serena's just like, you have ladies-in-waiting? Like, I, I'm confused. <laughs> I, I have never even heard of a lady-in-waiting, yeah. but I guess, they, I guess they're a staple of the masquerade ball. So. Yeah, I think that's what they call the girls that live in uh, Waiting River. Yeah. Yes, okay, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a place on Long Island, for people that don't know. Yes. It's, yeah, it's uh, a town. A very Long Island. Long Island it was a very funny field. joke for people that are locals. <laughs> You'll learn a lot about the Long Island culture <laughs> if you keep listening to this podcast. Long Island um, lads, they call us. <laughs> Uh, Blair proclaims that tonight's all about starting over, and so here we go. Serena's going to come. She's going to be the final lady in waiting, and nothing can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the old loft back in Brooklyn, we have Rufus and Dan. They're finding out about the ball because Jenny's very excited to tell them about him. Um, apparently, they they nobody bats an eye that there's going to be a masquerade ball. How many how many balls have you been into in your day? Zero balls. Yeah, no no balls. <laughs> Don't plan on going uh, to one. I don't think I will ever. I mean, I, 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 would, I, I would go to one if someone invited me, but... Seems a little too fancy for me. Yeah. Like, uh... Tuxedo, I guess. Yeah, I definitely don't have a tux. Yeah, I haven't really worn a tuxedo since no. prom, I don't think. Yeah, that was way oversized on everyone. I look yeah, terrible. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, neither of us have been to any balls, but uh, everyone in this universe seems to understand their regular occurrence. Um... Rufus still seems to be clueless about last week's the events of last week's episode. Like I don't even know if he if he knows Jenny even went to Blair's house or got in trouble with the police or anything that happened. He's just because I still feel like Rufus should be like more anti Blair than he is, but he's like because from what we're seeing, Dan's always the one to be like Jenny, right. stop hanging out with Blair. She's a terrible person, and Rufus is just like, oh Blair, that's yeah. Nice. I, he's just, he just like wants her to have friends. I guess I don't know. Um, but maybe yeah, he, mean, he, he, he might not know of everything that happened last week because I guess Dan was being a good brother and not telling his dad. Yeah, and I but he was at the event where Blair completely like lied and said that Serena was a drug addict. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was playing the guitar. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. D- Dan Dan seems a little uh, seems a little frazzled that Serena didn't mention the ball to him. Uh, Keep saying that, you know, I, of course I don't want to go. She, Of course she knows that I think it's pretentious. But you, you could tell. You could see the worry in his eyes. It down. Like, why, why, is, why isn't Serena invited? Yeah. Uh, this, this cuts him back and forth to the scene, uh, back to Blair's bed, where uh, we see Dan and Serena seem to be on the same page, that uh, Dan would never want to go to a mass ball. But uh, Blair, all of a sudden, very into the Serena-Dan relationship, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, no, you, you got to invite him. Call him up. I insist. Yeah, she's been kind of more accepting of him as of late, and since they've been better friends, she just wants 
to see her best buddy happy. Yeah, first she didn't really seem to care that she was dating him last week and missing her big slumber party. Now she wants to invite Dan, even though she doesn't think very much of him. So, mm-hmm. you know, Blair really maturing. Or maybe also uh, part of this, I don't know if you thought about this at all, but it just came to me now, that maybe she's trying to like really hedge her bets here and make sure that no matter what, uh, Nate doesn't try and fuck Serena again. Ah, that is a good idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, make sure she's because, occupied. Because when Serena's like... um Oh, are you sure you want me there? Like, I understand if you don't. And she's like, no, of course. And you'll be bringing Dan anyway, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll have your legs filled, right? Bring Dan. Or somebody else. <laughs> bring Dan to, you know, distract Serena so that Nate doesn't get any ideas. <laughs> yeah. um, this whole idea of a mass ball is so insane. Like, I, I, I think, I feel like, well, first of all, good luck getting everyone agreeing to a, a masked ball these days. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, people... That was a fake laugh and it turned into a real one because it was actually pretty funny. <laughs> hey, if you if you told people listen i'm having a i'm having a ball this weekend everyone's just got to wear their mask everyone yeah I, a good 30 percent of the people would be rioting in the streets more than 30 in new york <laughs> yeah, that's true. on long island it'd be like 60 yeah. <laughs> percent. um but yeah i just feel like in a normal world i just feel like as soon as i got there i'd take my mask off like I'm, yeah. i do not want to be wearing a mask all day well she's, she's essentially throwing a, mask a whole face. party is like her own foreplay. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, that's when you're rich, you can you can do that. Yeah. Uh, pulling out all the stops. Um, and Dan and Rufus talking about if Dan, uh, you know, would want to go to the ball. At the same time, Serena and Blair are talking about. Uh, Dan says he doesn't want to go, but he, like I said, he's clearly bothered. Uh, he says the party's in a few hours, so this is pretty last minute that Serena's uh, inviting him. Uh, and Dan does get a phone call, although mm-hmm. not from Serena right no, now. No, no. He gets a call from Vanessa, the first we are hearing about the great Vanessa Abrams. And, uh, it seems not only, apparently she moved to Vermont sometime last year. Um, and not only have they not seen each other in over a year, which I guess is understandable mm-hmm. uh, if she hasn't come back and visit, but why have they not talked in over a year? Like, I- I'm sure it was awkward when she left, when he professed his love to her or whatever happened, but a year's gone by and, you know, she's only in Vermont. They both have cell phones. Yeah. Like, they didn't exchange happy birthday texts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because he says it. <laughs> Full year. You're right. Because when he gets the call, he's like, oh, Vanessa, I haven't talked to her in over a year. Right. And it's crazy that she... I, I, and they're be, best wa- be watching for the first time. I'm like, Childhood that's pretty crazy. Like, she just, like, calls him out of nowhere, and he's like, uh, this is strange. And then she's literally in the room. Yeah, so, like, it's for... weird that they aren't close enough to talk at all while she's gone, but she still feels close enough to yeah. to break into his house. Because, <laughs> surprise, surprise, Vanessa has broken into the house. She's she's uh, sitting on the on the windowsill or whatever, and, uh, you know, she's like, surprise. Yeah, after a year of... And you, you assume that there was, like, a big... Uh break up at this point because he's he looks shocked and he looks like he's like oh boy how do i deal with this now exactly dan dan really just is always living in a frazzled state of mind in this show yes he is um fun fact i i read the there's like 15 gossip girl books that and the show really only bases the first episode off of them and then really just goes into its own direction okay but i did read the gossip girl the first book thinking i could get some more content and it, i didn't really like it so i never continued with the series there's 15 but, there's 14 more uh, I th- there's like twelve or thirteen. They're full on yet. books too. They're not like short little. Uh, they're graphic they're novels or short. They're kind of like probably like a hundred fifty to two hundred pages or so. Okay. Um, but what I was saying is, uh, fun fact in the in the books, Vanessa's supposed to be bald. <laughs> She's bald. 
<laughs> She's bald. She's bald. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clearly not bald here, but uh, yeah, they decided to uh, not shave her head for the show. Just an interesting <laughs> That's note. That's nice. Um, but uh, Vanessa's back for good. They clearly have some history, so this should be fun. Uh, now Dan gets the call from Serena to uh, to get his last minute invite to the ball. That's in a few hours, and uh, Dan is uh, Dan sees to he he sees where this conversation's going. And even though he said he didn't want to go, it looks like he's clearly happy that he's going to be getting mm-hmm. the invite to this prestigious event. He's he's fist pumping. Uh, but then we get the manufactured drama here. You know, Vanessa comes in during the call oh, and yeah. says, talks about Rufus's waffles, which, as I said, they are famous. <laughs> They're no, uh, um, no Don's pancakes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Serena hears a girl's voice on the phone, and Dan inexplicably lies to her uh, and tells yeah, her no, that it's his classic sister. Sitcom. Which not only is just it's stupid for him to lie in the first place, but he knows Jenny is out and about running errands for Blair, like. He doesn't know that Serena's at Blair's house, but there's a possibility. And to just, fl- I mean, I guess it was just the first lie that came to his mind. But yeah. at the same time, uh, Jenny walks into the room. So we, we have uh, the the two hallmarks of a teen drama plot. Bad timing yeah, and bad yeah. communication oh, yeah. is happening at the same time here, where Dan is just lying for no reason. And <laughs> Jenny just happens to walk in and ruin the whole ruse. <laughs> so this obviously yeah. is not going to go over well, as uh, Serena is quite the detective here and realizes that something is up. And... Uh, Dan loses his chance at the invite. Yeah. I, I mean, he definitely was, flu- like you said, he's always flustered, but he was extra flustered with, like, I, w- I would be flustered, too, in a situation. Um, might not react the same way, but definitely there is somewhat understandable. No reason to lie. All you do no, is never. you say... But you see exactly you say, oh, why he did, because he was just, he's stupid, and he's young, and yeah. like, oh, I'm confused right now. Uh, let me lie. Who was that? Oh, it's my old friend, Vanessa. She moved away, but now she might be back or something. And then you deal um, with that conversation she's later. If, she's, if then, she's a little upset by it, then like, okay, well, at least you told me the truth. Well, then Serena's the freak if she's like, no, you can't talk to her. You must be fucking her. Like, that's obviously, <laughs> no, you, you talk to no girls except for me. Like, that would yeah. be insane. Because then it's also like, why did you assume I would care about this girl? Exactly. Now that yeah. Dan the lied, obviously arises. he feels like there's something to lie about. Right. So that that's where it all comes in. It's not it's not that Vanessa's there. It's the lying. I understand where you're coming from, Serena. Right. Um, but as the viewer, if you're seeing her for the first time, you you see this interaction and you immediately feel like, oh, no, they introduced this girl because Dan still has feelings from this girl from home. Right. But the way he treats the whole thing with her in person, he definitely does not seem to care that much about her. He's very interested in Serena still. She doesn't know that, of course, but like he's, I'm, glad, I'm glad, like, okay, yeah, cool. He, he's, seems... He's, he seems to still like Serena the most. Well, yeah, and that's my thing. Apparently, he developed feelings for Vanessa and professes love to her before she went and fled away to Vermont where did he find time to fall in love with Vanessa? He's been stalking Serena for the last two years. Right, because that, that was the whole thing about Serena. He's, like, loved her his whole life. Yeah. So he's in love with Serena from afar and then also in love with Vanessa up close, like... Up close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, poison, it was, at least she's, like, the it girl, so you feel like, oh, well, I'll never get that girl. I'll settle for Vanessa here. Good thing Vanessa did say no and moved to Vermont, because I have a feeling that if Vanessa says, like, oh, I feel for you too, let's try the long-distance relationship, as soon as Serena talks to him, Dan's, like, cheating on Bye. Vanessa with Serena. <laughs> any yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Ser- now, now uh, once Serena figures out what's going on, she also inexplicably does not call Dan out in his lie right away, so that they could just be, like, so she can be, like, well, that's weird. Jenny's right here, so I know you're lying. And then they could, you know, maybe get past and Dan could be like, oh, I'm sorry, that was stupid. I panicked. Uh, it's Vanessa. But now, 
Instead, she's going to freak out, and now they're just going to be awkward around each other for the episode. She, he's going to lose out on the invitation now. There's no need for either of them to lie here, but Serena's a maniac and jumps straight to the conclusion that, uh, I think I need to bring a date to this now instead of just inviting Dan. Yeah. I like that moment where she's, like, trying to figure out what to say, and she just, like, spaces out and goes, uh, what? <laughs> just, like, totally loses her train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Very quick on her feet, yeah. Serena Vanderwoodson. <laughs> Um, so now let's cut to Nate's house, and, uh, oh great, we get to see Nate's parents, my favorite people in this episode. I believe this is the first appearance of his mom, Anne Archibald, um, who is Her almost just as bad as Anne Archibald. Oh, different last name than Pess? Oh no, it's Nate, Nate, Nate whatever, okay, Archibald. Yes. Okay. Are yes. you all caught up? Are we good? Yeah, okay. Are we good? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for checking. <laughs> I said her name was Anne, and you were like, what? What? <laughs> I, I thought it was, like, it was like a double for like a hyphenated first name, like Anne Archibald. Oh, no, no, no. A- Anne Archibald. You're right. Usually these these rich people have fancier, longer names. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, in my mind, almost as bad as the dad, because she just sucks also. But uh, So Nate- far she seems all right, though. She just seems like kind of nice at this point. In the scene, she's like, hi, Nate. Nate's like, excited to see her little son. Yeah, uh, Nate's in some kind of interesting sleeping robe that he <laughs> woke up in and is also just, like, awkwardly staring and eavesdropping at his parents and they, like, somehow don't see him and he's just kind of lurking on the staircase watching them talk. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, something is up with them. Uh, it seems very important to the captain that mm-hmm. he needs to uh, land captain. this deal with Eleanor. And Nate's going to ask what's <laughs> up and Anne's going to be like, oh, oh, nothing, honey. You know, it's just adults being nothing, adults. Nothing. Uh, it was funny when he walks down the stairs in his robe. Uh, Nicole watching with me was like, what, has he been asleep for the past three episodes? Because we haven't seen him in so long. It like, looks like where he came from. <laughs> oh, you're awake. We're, we're... You missed you shooting missed the past few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nate's finally back. They finally have something to do for him. Uh, so Dan and Vanessa out on the town. They're catching up. Dan seems a little uncomfortable with Vanessa being here because he still hasn't told her that uh, he's kind of like an insider now. They they mm-hmm. use, a, obviously one of their greatest pastimes used to be making fun of all the snobby rich people, which Vanessa's still doing right here, but uh, Dan doesn't really have the heart to tell him that he's he's kind of one of them right now, or at least one of them adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vanessa's not picking up on the weird vibe right away. Um, they mention the, uh, the movie theater that played old movies and played uh, Vin Diesel's The Pacifier for a year. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> no, I, I've heard of it, but oh. I, I haven't seen it. I watched that movie in theater. I think I might have seen it twice in theaters when I was a. What is he? Is he like a babysitter in the movie? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, he's a babysitter, and then but also there's some kind of like jewel thievery going on. Oh. He has to stop a big. I think robbery. They do like one of these like giant bodybuilder babysits kid mm-hmm. movies, like with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a it, it's a big gag where they're like, oh, let's take this big tough guy and put him in a. Put Dwayne yeah. the Rock Johnson in a in a two two. Yeah, he's, he's done one. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's done like like as a kindergarten yes. cop, like kind of his thing. You know, I haven't seen that. Yeah, Hollywood knows how to make us laugh, and that's a that's a <laughs> a tried and true method. Yes. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. Didn't make my list of top two hundred movies of all time, but I did like the Pacifier. Uh, maybe maybe I should rewatch it and see if it. Yeah, stacks we'll, up. we'll do it for the Patreon. We'll, we'll uh, do all the movies <laughs> that are mentioned in the show. In bet- well, in between, uh, in between seasons, we could watch a we could watch a movie uh, in between okay. each season, cool. like they like they do on the the Great New Girl podcast with Ali and Akiva. Okay, it's funny how they do uh, that because they they're not watching the show live and they're waiting for the next season, so they start yeah. taking a break for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, just take yeah. a break. Okay. Um. 
So, like I said, Vanessa clearly, you know, loves making fun of the rich kids. Dan Dan does not want her to see that he's changed. Um, looks like like we're getting some exposition here that Dan definitely kind of like fell in love with Vanessa before she left for uh, Vermont, which, like I said, don't know where he found time for that. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, now that Vanessa's back, it seems like another um love triangle maybe forming. Uh, you mentioned that you did not really think highly of Vanessa. Uh, at the top of the pod, uh, what no. what what's your first impression of her? Well, at this point, especially too, I feel like she has no right to be just jumping in on his life. Like he, she just showed up, and she should definitely feel like a little bit of a cold shoulder when just he confessed. Her. Well, at this point, we don't know he confessed his love to her, but he did, and she just comes back after just ghosting him for a long time, or I, I don't know which way the ghosting went. But either way, they haven't talked in forever, and now she just assumes like assumes everything's going to go back to normal. Yeah, they kind of bring it up, and Dan's like, uh, well, you know, I, I, or Vanessa says, I think, that you said some things, and Dan was like, and you immediately made me take them back, and Vanessa's Right, so you can kind of like, assume, well, that's, what, yeah. Yeah, Vanessa implies, like, oh, well, that's because I was leaving for Vernon, now I'm back, so maybe Vanessa may be interested in, in making this work. Right. But it's too I, little too late, I, you know. I also feel like that's just kind of weird. Like, we get the impression that they've been childhood friends, and, you know, I, I, when you're friends with someone for 15 years, I guess a romance can develop eventually, but I just feel like, you know, it kind of kind of ruins the friendship a little. Yeah, I think that's a kind of a sitcom trope of, like, friends growing up and, like, not wanting to ruin the friendship by dating and, like, that whole thing. Yeah, it could, could get messy, as, as it already has. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess as far as Vanessa coming back and just kind of inserting herself back into Dan's life, I guess she assumes, like, she left uh, a year isn't that long. Uh, of time, and she when she left, Dan was a huge big loser with no friends, and so <laughs> I guess she just assumes that's still the case. Right. Um, but what happened to her that, like, after a year of not talking, she's like, uh, I should probably get back with this kid or try to, because, like, something, like, shit's not going well over here Well, yeah, also, yeah, why did she go to Vermont? I guess her parents were moving, mm-hmm. but no, why is she coming back? She's just like, oh, now I want, my uh, aunt and uncle or whatever said I could live with them. Yeah, so but you couldn't I, take it I'm anymore? Like, if you, you miss them that badly, then why didn't you text them once? Moving moving in the middle of junior year of high school is not an easy test. No. But uh, you know, that Dan Humphreys uh is a catch. A real a real a real hottie. A really <laughs> hottie hottie, so. hottie patati. Really hottie patati, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so Nate Nate and Chuck now are looking for evidence. They don't really know of what just yet. Uh Until... Nate asks his dad about the missing college money, which they did kind of address like three episodes ago and then they haven't brought it up again until now because he hasn't been here. Yeah. Um, and apparently uh, uh, his dad said he was moving accounts around, which is a business term that I think <laughs> always, always means fraud. Like, oh, okay. And I, I have a degree in forensic accounting, so I would know. I think the you term do. moving accounts around. You would know is, more than anyone. Yeah. 100% of the time shorthand for um, some kind of racketeering scam uh-huh. or money laundering or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Which uh, which kind of uh, makes sense for his dad, of course. And then Chuck says, uh, "Serious financial transactions, warring parents. Welcome to the Upper East Side." Mm-hmm. Which, ooh, what a what a catchphrase! Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is that could be on a poster somewhere. Pretty accurate. Yeah, kind of uh, drumming up promotion for the season. <laughs> I could put that on a on a billboard. Yeah. Um, so some kind of drugs fall out of the book. I guess uh, the this is cocaine. Looks um, like cocaine. Yeah, it looks like some cocaine. You'd think the captain would have a better hiding place than in his house in a random book. Like, I don't, where do you hide your drugs? 
In, uh, also in books. So we're also, on okay, the same page. So never yeah. mind. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the funny thing is that it's like that that is so like, that that amount of cocaine, like that little baggie, would make mm-hmm. such a fucking dent if you close the book on it. Like <laughs> that, that would that's not <laughs> a safe place for that at all. <laughs> what is it using it as a bookmark? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I kind of understand the move because he, I guess uh, that the captain kind of assumes like, oh, Nate doesn't know how to read, so he will never. <laughs> I was gonna this go there book. next. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll never open this shit. This is the safest place to hide it. <laughs> but I, I do have a couple things to say about the the coke. Okay. What I feel like when Nate finds it, he's like immediately devastated. Like, what a fucking narc! First of all, and two, <laughs> yeah, true. How much? coke is this guy buying that he's go- this rich man is going bankrupt like this is a lot of that's, that's one baggie that's right that's true this guy is wealthy so i have to assume that i maybe business isn't going well and he has the drug thing because if he's yeah. just blowing all of his money on <laughs> so much where he's like it's so much like, i know it's debt. a rich man's drug but like he's a rich man yeah that can't be the yeah, only thing that's, that's taking him down yeah maybe he's in some kind of trouble somewhere and he's to take him the stress is making him turn to drugs i don't know yeah um so more on that later yeah for now we have uh Blair with her minions. Um, Blair needs says she needs to get Serena the hottest date ever to make Dan jealous. Um, and Eleanor is back from Paris, and she also has caught the bug. She wants to throw a party as well. She's my daughter is throwing a party. So do I to celebrate. Uh, you know whatever deal we just closed. Mm-hmm. She has a very nice looking hookah. What is this theme and why? <laughs> what on earth? I- I don't know, but she acts like it's so normal. I, I, as soon as the dancer came on screen, me and Nicole started laughing immediately. <laughs> Blair apparently does not know what a hookah, hookah is. She asked if it's a bong, and Eleanor's like, no, it's a hookah. That's it's what a, it's called, It's right? a hookah, yeah. <laughs> it's a hookah. And, and Blair's like, okay, but why? Which is the same thing I'm thinking. And Eleanor, like a maniac, like it does a maniacal, and she's like, why not? <laughs> like, what has gotten into Eleanor? what is this she's like this will be great for my moroccan theme like what okay, all right lady have you partaken in the hookah i have not hooked but i know you're a big hooker oh i love the hookah. <laughs> you're you're is there a name for the hookers out there is, is hooker a name for a hookah a smoker hooker, a, a hooker yeah i think that's too similar to uh what sex workers <laughs> used to be called <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't i don't know <laughs> we'll work on that couldn't say but uh Yes. Um, no, nothing more to say on that. Just a ridiculous <laughs> theme for a party. Yeah. But sa- sounds like a good time. Um, Nate's going to call Blair now. And Blair, this is funny. Blair apparently updates her voicemail greeting depending on like what event she's currently planning for. Yeah. Because Nate calls and he gets, hey, it's Blair. I'm sorry I can't come to the phone right now, but I'm getting ready for the mass ball. See you tonight. Yeah, that's on If brand, you recognize though. me. That which you makes won't. Sense. <laughs> I mean, so every, like she's doing a different event every weekend. She's changing her voicemail <laughs> yeah, greeting yeah, every absolutely single is. <laughs> ridiculous uh, no rest no rest for the wicked no um and you know my heart goes out to nate he really needs to talk to his girlfriend right now about his dad being on drugs uh, you know I, I i this is hard for him i feel for him he's very lost right now and he just needs someone yeah. he needs someone right now to talk to and uh his girlfriend's just too obsessed with the ball and like, she might have gotten it, fucked if she just answered the call and like exactly. let him, you know like he's not getting anywhere with his girlfriend because she is doing all of this ostensibly for him but mm-hmm. he doesn't want this whole thing he doesn't want a whole scavenger hunt where he has to prove his love to her just to you know have sex with her he just wants to talk to her like normal boyfriend girlfriend stuff but blair uh, does not seem to be interested in that i mean he can't even get to the point where he's broaching the topic to see if how she would even react to it he can't even get right. to that point 
And it's it's um, upsetting that he seems just that much more comfortable with uh, Serena. Exactly. Uh, you know, at this point, kind of hard to blame him. Serena's listening to him. But um, right. Jenny, updating Blair here. Jenny, uh, Jenny says she's had fun running Blair's errands. And, uh, you know, Blair actually does say that it's all part of the education, as if this actually is like an unpaid internship. Right. Uh, she notices the bracelet Jenny got. She's impressed, but also a little confused. She doesn't understand why the guy would give Jenny such a nice bracelet. And then uh, then it hits her, and very condescendingly, she's like, oh, sweetie, you didn't think uh, you'd be able to come she, tonight, right? She got hit with the old sweetie. Oh, like, Jenny's face must have been just getting beat red, because that, I mean, yeah. again, I would not be able to handle that condescension. Very oh, well. honey. I probably would just, I would just fucking, I'd do the, uh, the Troy Barnes, pretend like you're sleeping, pretend like you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the best move. Pretend like you sleep. Pretend like you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's very stupid, but my heart does break for Jenny because she definitely thought she was like a shoe in after yeah, last yeah. week and after doing all the grunt right, work. She was invited to the sleepover, and that was with the same gang that's going to be at yeah. this thing. So you would think like, oh, we just do exactly. these events together now. And you know, so did I. I thought she'd be a shoe in as well. Yeah. You know, high school. High school's tough sometimes. Though. Yeah, it's tough. I I know how that feels to not. I mean, didn't happen too often. I mean, I was usually <laughs> getting invited to everything, but right, right, for right. the for those few times where I wasn't getting invited to something. It, it hurts. It you hurts. Know, I, I fired off some subtweets in my day. Let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a tried and true rule. Freshmen don't get to go to the mass ball. It's just tradition. Just tradition. Apparently, the mass ball is a thing right that, that comes with its own set of rules. That it is tradition that freshmen cannot go to the mass ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but Blair assures Jenny that her time will come, and you know, a lot sooner than she might think. <laughs> um. So now we get the nice uh, mother-daughter scene where uh, Lily's asking her a question about her outfit. They're both going to their separate Waldorf events. Uh, the Waldorf women have never met a theme they didn't love. Um, it's just a bunch of kind of stuff to move the plot forward here. Lily asks Serena yeah. if she's going with Dan. Serena says no, he has plans, which is a lie. He didn't have plans until he made them because Serena, you know, didn't invite him. Right, didn't uh, want to have his plans. I like that Lily's incredulous at this because, like, why would Dan have plans? She's yeah. like, what? Did Dan plans? What do you mean? <laughs> I, lo- I do love how much she shits on him. Yeah. And Serena, just just talk to him. This is what Lily should be saying. She should be like, Serena, just talk to him. See what's going on. It, this yeah. is something that a very simple conversation uh, can fix. But she also doesn't uh, Serena, like him, so she doesn't want him to really be. That, yeah, exactly. You know. But she is not going to do that. Serena asks Lily if she is a hot date. Uh, Serena's so behind on the mo- news with her mother that she she doesn't know that she's been flirting with the Rufus, does, also doesn't even know about the Bart Bass stuff. She's like two boyfriends behind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess that, that's true. I didn't even think about that. She still thinks she's with Mr. Vanderwoods, <laughs> as far as she's concerned. She's like, when's she's dad so... coming home? <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what's going on with Mr. Vanderwoodson at this point. Um, but uh, Serena gets a chat invite from rich boy uh, Ivy, <laughs> Roman numeral four. Very subtle screen name. <laughs> I uh, love that. That was my joke of the day. That, even though that was on the writers, like their joke. <laughs> but that cracked me up the most. Rich, rich boy four. Rich boy four. <laughs> Did you catch the uh, other usernames that were in her buddy list? No, I didn't see those. So we have some. I have to assume this is Chuck. She, one that just says Chucktastic, okay. which doesn't seem like it would be Chuck's name. I feel like Not Chuck's really, no. screen name would be just like Chuck Fox or like, something like that. I, I, that's good. <laughs> or just like I'm Chuck Bass, like at I'm Chuck Bass. <laughs> right, right, right. Nate is uh, the only thing that he could spell, and uh, it's Nate, but it's just N8. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he writes his name on papers, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he spells his name on his, <laughs> his papers. <laughs> Um, and then Dan's is also just Dan, which I don't know how Dan, Dan got the... He got Dan? 
Yeah, he got the original Dan screen name, wow. which must have been an early adapter to, uh, to instant messaging. So. He got not even Dan one two three, just Dan. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, it's very boring screen names for these guys. They could have uh, fluffed them up a little. Yeah, but uh, I know Serena's super famous in the Upper East Side, but I would still be a little skeptical. Like I know they're trying to find her a date, but I'd be a little skeptical if a random guy I've never heard of just like randomly started messaging me. Like, uh, maybe this was before the whole catfish era, but yeah. like, this immediately screamed to me, oh, Serena's going to get catfish this episode. Right. That's what you thought of me. I, it's, it's just like, I guess they don't know to be a little bit weary about like yeah. online predators and stuff like that. Listen, they were teaching us about online predators all the way back since uh, the first kid. You ever seen that movie? The first? No. Is that another Vin Diesel? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, similar. It's, um, what's that motherfucker's name? Uh, uh, Sinbad. Sinbad, oh. you know Sinbad? Yeah. Yeah, so it's Sinbad, and he is, uh, he's a bodyguard for the president's son. So, kind of along the same <laughs> okay, thing. Okay, all right. Um, anyway. In I the won't, office. Won't, yeah, won't spoil the ending of that one, but there's some uh, stranger danger with chat rooms in that movie as oh, well. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Serena, however, no question to ask. She just goes, well, he's no Dan, but he'll have to do. Hmm. And this, I feel like we, we haven't seen, um, like, the Gossip Girl website or anything up before like this is the first time we're seeing it we've always heard her but i feel like we haven't seen like mm-hmm. someone on the computer on like the site yes reading it we do get a good a good uh, visual of that today yeah. in today's episode um that's what i was yeah i, I wasn't sure yeah. this is the part we see that or not yeah i believe so because okay. dan's leaving a message for for jenny here um so dan bailed on serena well he didn't bail he wasn't invited but uh so he plans on going to the movie with vanessa he's inviting Jesse, jenny to come along jenny's not answering because she's busy with her own stuff um Dan stumbles upon the Gossip Girl website here, uh, where it, it says we get him reading it and we get the voiceover where Gossip Girl says, why is it that friends of Serena Vanderwoodson have to search for her suitor? Have fables fallen so out of fashion that the princesses have to do everything themselves? Call us old school, but sometimes the fairy tale ending requires the knight to get off his ass and saddle up his steed. Mm-hmm. And this is going to send Dan into action. He's been saying yeah, all episode, it's too late to do a grand gesture, but uh, now Dan knows that Serena is in fact looking for a date. and. Boy, could this episode end already if they would just talk to each other? Yeah. <laughs> is that helping to do this? At, at like minute one of the show, he's like, yeah. just, "Just go, just just make a grand gesture." He's like, "No, no, and I, no, I don't no. know. I don't know why I'm complaining because I do like this episode. And yeah. I do like the the madness that comes from it. And, like the, the logistics and what, of it, though. If you're in this, this is yeah. real life, this is what teen dramas are. So without this, we wouldn't have a show to talk about. <laughs> right, so. right, right. But just it's just fun to complain. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what podcasting is. And like I said, we get this voiceover from Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl pretty absent in this episode. We get this one and maybe one other, and but Gossip Girl had some other shit to do, I guess. I guess so. I uh, might have, might, maybe she was I salty think... that she didn't get an invite to the ball, and so she was like, "I'm not reporting on them this week. I don't, I don't even fuck care. them." Yeah. Um, Serena's still chatting with uh, <laughs> Rich Boy Four. <laughs> uh, it's a very basic conversation. Uh, seems like Dan has decided he's going to go now because he's jealous. Jealousy, no mo- no motivator like jealousy. <laughs> yeah. Um and at the same time Serena's inviting this complete stranger to the ball, asks if he has a mask, to which any normal person in 2007 should be like, "What the f- no? What do you mean? Do I have a mask? What are you talking about?" Yeah. But not in the upper east side. The masquerade obviously a thing. People probably just have masks laying around for the occasion. Um but at this point Nate comes to Serena's house. Uh Blair apparently still hasn't called Nate back. Uh, her phone's off, so not great for a girlfriend no. to just have your phone completely off. I don't uh, remember the last time I've ever turned. Like, when is your when's the last time your phone's been off? Uh, it must have been the last time it died, which is right, which rarely happens to begin with. Like, my phone is never off. You never, I, I you never turned turn it off back. purposely before, though. 
No. If anything, if you really don't want to call, you put on Do Not Disturb. But I feel like if someone is calling me, like, as it is in this instance, in this day and age, I feel like it's something pretty important. Unless it's uh, scam likely. That's why I hate getting phone calls. It scares me. But imagine, like, imagine you call somebody and they didn't answer. Like, okay, I guess they had on Do Not Disturb. And they call back and say, oh, sorry, my phone was off. Like, what the fuck do you mean your phone was off? Your phone is not off. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, your, your I was in a movie theater. Off. Like, no, don't turn it off in a movie theater. Are you crazy? My phone, I, I've had, I mean, we, for the for our loyal listeners of the pod, me and Brendan used to do this tradition called uh, Movie Tuesday, uh-huh. which Brendan has It'll come back. since bailed on me. Since the uh, since the COVID, movie theaters are open Busy again. I've been going over. back to the movie. Brendan has not. No one else in our Movie Tuesday crew has been going. So I've been going by myself. <laughs> but I always have a nice setup where I, at this point, I'm literally just on my phone the whole time in the movie theater. I have it in the cup holder. So that when it comes up, I'm like, oh, someone's trying to get in contact with me. I have it. I have my popcorn in one hand, my phone in the other hand. <laughs> Are you watching the, the movie? I do. I, I try not to be on my phone the entire time. But if it is something that like I want to answer back right away, I, I will. It's, I will it's ready. It. If you need and to. listen, I'm in the back row. No one cares that I have my phone out. No, I'm not, I'm not worried about the other people. The I'm just worried just about you. Case. Why are you paying for the movie if you're going to be on your phone the whole time? No, I'm, I'm talking to the listeners who are cursing me out right now. Okay, okay. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. And it's just the fact that I'm by myself in the movie theater. If I had other people with me, there'd be a camaraderie. I wouldn't feel like I needed my phone to keep me company. <laughs> but since all of my friends have ditched me week after week, right. my phone is my only friend these days. Yeah, when we go together as a group, we're all holding hands and laughing together. We do the hold hands throughout the whole movie. The whole movie. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. The popcorn gets a little awkward. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> oh, this is this is funny. So, I. Uh, <laughs> Blair, Blair, so yeah, Blair's gonna get mad at Nate for not showing him attention when, ironically, she's not showing him attention throughout the whole episode. So he's mm-hmm. going to someone who actually will listen. Serena lets him in, and um, so Nate's gonna tell her what's going on. And Serena, very comically, thinks that says that maybe the drugs are old, maybe they're from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Howie Archibald just has cocaine from the nineties, <laughs> like saving it for what a special occasion? Yeah. Like, this 25-year-old, well, I guess it would only be like 15-year-old cocaine. That's true. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> but it it's is. from the 90s. <laughs> oh, Serena, so naive. She's, she's uh, sweet. Too. In fact, she uh, tries to be as helpful as possible. Yeah, and definitely. Without, and like, giving him vibes that she's interested to. Yeah, definitely. She's just here in, in protective friend mode. Nate's really going through some fucked up shit with his family right now. And, uh, you know, he just wants his parents to be honest with him. We get a nice little, no kid anymore. <laughs> Which is something that I I didn't think anyone over the age of yeah. nine said, but here's Nate, a sixteen year old. Such a big like Serena. My dad does cocaine. I'm not a little kid anymore. <laughs> Wish they talked to me better. No kidding. Serena gives him the advice to keep telling the captain how he feels, and they they share a little handhold here. And at this point, I'm like, uh oh. You know, she was doing a good job up until that point. Yeah, well, I, she, signals, she now, pulled, it was like a friendlyish handhold to her. It first, was, and she but pulled Nate, it away. Yeah, but Nate kind of looks and he's like, oh, 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 oh. yeah, Blair Blair should know by now that she can't just ignore Nate with Serena back in town. Something like this is bound to happen. Yeah. Just a little handhold and Nate's right back in it. Yep. <laughs> uh, and that's why right, the, the Nate Blair relationship really just doesn't work. You know, the, the only thing they have is that they've been dating since kindergarten and that's it. That's it. Otherwise, they're not on the same page at all. They haven't Otherwise, been since the only left. thing... The only thing keeping them together is Blair wants to eventually lose her virginity to him. Yeah, she she wants to fuck real bad. Yeah, still hasn't happened. Um, so now for us, <laughs> Vanessa, not Veressa. Sorry about that. <laughs> Pretty embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing. Vanessa arrives to the loft. Uh, 
I guess Dan did not inform Vanessa yet that he'd be ditching her. What, like, what is wrong with literally everyone in the show? Like, <laughs> that was that was almost like a that was too cringy to watch for. I, I I put my head down for that honestly. That whole thing. Yeah, um, I didn't enjoy that. Rufus is <laughs> Rufus is looking sharp here. Uh, yeah, here we get this. Might have been. My my favorite uh, line of the episode where where uh, Vanessa's like I would normally ask if you had a hot date what but and Rufus cuts him off and goes but my wife left me like Rufus <laughs> yeah. not shy to bring this up with anyone Rufus wants to let the people know that his wife left he brings it up in every conversation either he either him or Lily are bringing it up in every conversation he's just trying to beat him to the punch I guess I don't know like to your son's friend and she's just like standing there awkwardly it's funny if he thinks like she's gonna say it herself. See, yeah, but yeah, I know my wife left me. I, we yeah, were, I get it. Vanessa, my life, it. my wife left. Me. <laughs> like I didn't know that. <laughs> she boldly asked, "What's going on with her?" She's like, uh, for, "For everyone keeping track at home, enough, yet another mention of Allison, who we still have not yet met. They're really uh, drumming up the suspense for her." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Vanessa's like, I-, "I thought she was only supposed to be upstate for the summer," and you know, Ruth's like, "So did her husband." And she, she's like, okay, well, uh, we'll circle well, back to that, yeah. I guess. Uh, Good response. Touchy subject. Like, obviously, his wife left him. Like, <laughs> not something you just bring up in casual conversation. Yeah, and again, I haven't but, seen uh, you in a long time. <laughs> but uh, Protective Rufus is letting Vanessa know that uh, she broke Dan's heart when she left. And uh, seems like Vanessa wants to start something now with Dan. Uh, we, we don't know where Rufus is going at this point, but he is, he has now found his keys and he's off. Rufus, Rufus is going to the party, not the mass ball with anyone else. But you have a feeling. You have a feeling where he's going. That, uh, oh yeah, that he, uh, might be hanging out with Lily tonight. Uh-huh. Um, so at, at this point, Dan finally does call Vanessa and lies her again. Yeah. Like the, the lamest excuse out there. He has a history paper uh. right, that he just now I thought, I, well, When he about. answered the phone, I thought he was going to explain himself and that would still be too uncomfortable for me. But when he lied about right. the history paper, that was like, this, I can't do this. That, that Vanessa, yeah. Vanessa probably doesn't buy it, but she's going to try to make plans for tomorrow. Dan does not even confirm and he just says, I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> um, what, why can't he just be honest with anyone in this episode? Yeah. Y- you have to assume she's going to find out she, he went to this fancy ball at some point. Like even like his logic is like, she hates the ball. She'll, She'll never, never be know. there in a million years. But Jenny's going to the ball. Like, uh, like the, he doesn't know that, but Jenny's going to the ball. Uh, gossip girl is going to report on something. She might see gossip. Girl. Like there is so many ways where eventually she can find, eventually you have to assume she's going to meet Serena. Like is Dan just planning to separate them? Like his whole life. I don't like know. they're never going to find yeah, out about each other. At all. He wasn't thinking ahead. Uh, long-term thinking is not Dan's strong suit. No. Act in the but moment he, and, uh, find out what happens later. He can't hide this double life from her forever. She's, she's back for good. As she said many times. Yeah. She's back for good for Dan. So at this point, we get a sad Vanessa, and then sad Jenny meets San Vanessa. Meets San Vanessa. She's going to come home. They're going to be sad together, but uh, not yeah, for long. Both not in the best moods right now. But uh, we're going to cut to some kind of <laughs> you mentioned this some kind of belly dancer at Blair's house. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to like so, we, we have we, we have parties. Believe me, we we have some parties, but we we don't I, have belly dancers at them. I party. I party. <laughs> I have parties. Um, but we we need to get more dancers. Even if we don't hire them, we could do the do this ourselves, maybe for a little while and like alternate the belly dancers. Yeah, yeah. have someone like I know in like some college parties they'd have like someone on door duty. We should just put someone on belly dancer duty. <laughs> have like a one outfit that we kind of uh, <laughs> pass around. <laughs> um. So here we find out that Rufus is Lily's date to Eleanor's fancy art party or whatever. Yeah. Um. Don't know where Bart is yet. He he'll be arriving shortly. 
Uh, Lily, even though she is apparently uh, telling him that she's doing it as a favor for him, she still has to get in a jab here, where she goes, Rufus, look around. When was the last time you had access to the top people in music and art? Introduce yourself. Revitalize your flagging career. Put that sad little gallery on the cultural radar. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> like, it, some great advice from her while also shitting on him. It, it always seems like she just <laughs> shits on without even trying. Like, she doesn't realize yeah, she she's being an asshole. she trying to be that, that mean there. <laughs> it's just always the most And I think he understands the way he responds. He, like, he knows she's not yeah. being rude. Or not and she's like, but if you want to leave, it's fine. Allison obviously wouldn't like you here, and, and Big Boy Rufus doesn't care what Allison yeah. thinks right now. I don't care what Allison thinks. I don't care with my girl I'll Lily. Stay. Yeah, <laughs> I got to say, I, I know you're not, you don't like love the adult <laughs> plot lines, but I'm I'm very invested in the mm-hmm. Rufus Lily uh, love story here. That's interesting because the the Gossip Girl uh, podcast I listen to, they're always someone had their favorite part, and like the thing that they're most invested in is the Rufus Lily relationship. Oh yeah, and. Me and my other friends that watch the show are always just like, get us back to the kid stuff. I like it. I, th- I think that because there's like a shroud of mystery with the wife and they haven't shown her yet, mm-hmm. partially mm-hmm. like plays to uh, the the fun of the of the relationship, like the right. love triangle with this non-existent wife that they yeah, keep talking I, about. Yeah, I, like I, I get it. I, and I how much it. like Lily it. talks about how much she hates Rufus in the beginning. Like she shits on him so much <laughs> that now she's like starting <laughs> to show a little bit of feelings for him that you didn't love see good, in the nineties. Uh, lovers to enemies, back to lovers. Yeah, to lovers. I, that's, that's always good. Um, so, uh, Lily's gonna introduce him to Eleanor. Um, R- Rufus is gonna, needs her to know that it's not a date. He says it, like, three times in the same introduction. Mm-hmm. Eleanor's like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and now here comes Big Bart here. Uh, so now we, we understand that Lily's clearly trying to make Bart jealous here. And, uh, um, Bart's here with his very tall girl that he has with them. And mm-hmm. Robert John Burke, the actor that plays him, is, is six feet tall. I did look this oh. up. So the woman must Above be a giant, e- even if she's wearing heels, because the woman's like towering over him. Yeah, she's, she's got to be six feet herself. She would be like a least. foot and a half taller than me. <laughs> she, she would be. Well, on heels, especially. Yeah. Also, Bart um, Bassey, uh, he's like kind of an, an old dude for someone that Lily's interested in. I think he just seems old. Yeah, I guess because I guess Rufus looks young with his like nice hair. At this point, I believe, I, I don't know how old the characters are supposed to be, but I believe um, in at this point in 2007, uh, the actors that play Lily and Rufus are both around 40, and uh, Robert John Burke, who plays Bart Bass, is in his late 40s. So it's not that much of okay. a Okay, Because yeah, I guess the, the completely gray hair makes him look like he's in his yeah. 50s in that episode. And, and, and the power. It looks like he's been ruling the Upper East Side for decades. Yeah. Um... So this this could be very awkward because Rufus catches on immediately that uh, she's using him to make a jealous. But he takes it in stride. He seems very amused about this. Yeah, I, I very I don't know if he's amused by the the concept of he's being used to be made jealous, which maybe he's never had done yeah. to him before, or if he's just amused at uh, the theme of this party, which I still don't understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's yeah, just I, looking I, around I, at all of it. I don't it, think he minds being like, used by Lily. Yeah. No, no, he's having a good time. He's very on. Un- uh, not used to this. Yes. So now we cut back to Vanessa and Jenny, who are having their little girl talk. Uh, seems like these two have a good relationship. Whatever awkwardness there was between uh, Vanessa and Dan when she left doesn't seem to uh, seem like you know it took place between them. It seems like they're picking up right where they left off. Yeah, she seems to have a good relationship with what like whoever Dan's interested at the time. Like she has a good relationship with Serena too. Like whenever they mm-hmm. are chatting, they 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 kind of like, look like they're actually friends, like friendly friends. Yeah. Yeah, um, she seems like she had a good relationship with, with uh, Rufus as well. Seems like uh, she's got a good relationship with, yeah. with everyone. Um, 
So Vanessa's pumping Jenny up, telling her that she deserves to go to this ball. You did all the work. And she's like, well, I'm a freshman, I'm not allowed. And it's like, no, you deserve this. You do it. And uh, everyone in this universe, even Vanessa, knows what a mass ball is. Not, not only do they all have an understanding of what this mass ball is, but they all seem to think that it's also, like, pretentious. Vanessa's also going to be like, or Jenny's going to be like, I, you think mass balls are pretentious? Like, apparently, the, yeah. the Upper East Side, there's this big war where some people think that masquerade balls are awesome and some think it's pretentious. <laughs> and uh, obviously, Vanessa and Dan usually fall on the pretentious right. side of that. They, but I feel like uh, this is where I got confused about that. I feel like, if anything, Dan and Vanessa are the pretentious ones. And like the ball doesn't yes. seem, that's not the word for this ball. I wouldn't use pretentious yes. for that ball at all. Yes. Dan and Vanessa are the ones that scream pretentious. Like they are the ones that think they are too good for everything. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know what you'd call this. Like, I guess I understand them using the word pretentious to describe it, but. It's just I a little ironic. Well, well, sir, sound off in the comments. Tell us how you'd describe the ball. Um, yeah, just like extravagant more than pretentious. Like it's just like a little. Extravagant. Bit, a yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, so Jenny's making excuses for why she can't go, even though she clearly wants to. Vanessa's shooting them all down. She's got an answer for everything. You know, she's been back in town for one day. She, uh, she's like, I have a guy over here that can get you a dress. I have a guy over here that can get us, let us in the back door. Like, she, I mean, astounding work on her part. And she, she has, just has where she's been for a year and she has these connections. Yeah, exactly. She still has all the connections somehow. Yeah. Uh, she, she hasn't talked to Dan in a year, but she's talked to all of her connections still to make sure they're <laughs> still in place for when she comes back. <laughs> yeah. And this is how we're going to get all of our characters at the same event tonight. And obviously chaos is going to ensue. And uh, I still refuse to believe that everyone's keeping their stupid masks on for longer than a second, but apparently they are. So Especially if you have to hold it up that whole time, too. If That's what I'm it's saying. On your That's face, so it's annoying. Thing, but, oh, my gosh. Like, you are, like, you need one hand to hold the mask up. You need one hand for a drink. Are you just not going to look at your phone all night? I mean, I guess it's not a problem for Blair. Yeah, well, they're not as busy with phones back then, either, though. Yeah, okay, all the people that they're texting phones. is are at this party, you know? No yeah. social media. We're, we're about to enter the time where uh, I think every show during this time was advertising the sidekick like the sidekick did some phenomenal uh uh work with like teen dramas and just getting them to do product placement on every show yeah Didn't but that's neither here nor there yeah, neither did i yeah um so we uh we had a little montage Go- gossip girl with uh you know the rare voiceover in this episode she says on the upper east side appearances are often deceiving from friends to hair hair color there's always more than meets the eye now, uh, obviously, these masks are meant to cause confusion at the party, but like we were saying earlier, I feel like I can easily pick out who everyone is here. We have a little montage of everyone putting their masks on, but uh, yeah. I'm like, no, yeah, that's Chuck, that's Nate, that's Serena. Right. I get it. I mean, Jenny's covers are up I, I a little her. bit, so maybe they could see some of the confusion, but especially Blair's does absolutely nothing. Yeah, <laughs> but as soon as you had a conversation with Jenny, like you'd be like, oh, that's Jenny. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess like we'll get into this too. But I feel like Chuck doesn't know her well enough to know that this is her because he just doesn't care about her. Like he's like so. Yeah, he, he had he had that one interaction with her really, and then yes. with half her face uh, missing, he just like oh, blonde girl. Yeah. So uh, D- Dan shows up and he immediately steals a mask from a very drunk uh, Jack Altman, crashes uh, very yeah. easily. <laughs> you got a name? Yeah, Jack Altman. <laughs> as simple as that. Yep. Uh, do, now, the thing is, he, he gets up there and he's like, yeah, I stepped out for air. My name's uh, Jack Altman. The bouncer is not a good bouncer. He does not even ask for ID or anything. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, Jack Altman, just let me see, you know, he's any on, form of ID. List, yep. no, a- anything, yeah. Yeah, if you're Jack Altman, just let me see one one piece of identification that says you're Jack Altman. Imagine, no, like, you can like, even play it like, it's like, I'm, uh, and then like, say, uh, for a second. And like, while he, he, he's doing that, you could like, yeah. look at a name on the list and say a name on that list. I mean, this creates the scenario where if you just know one person that's there you could just oh, send yeah. her that well, person even that too yeah if you know if you're trying to get in here you must know somebody in there and then it, even if they're like oh they're already here you could just say oh i just stepped out for some air 
Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but here, here we go. Um, Jenny and Vanessa also easily crash and they easily sneak in through the back, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, Vanessa hates these events, but very supportive of Jenny. She's coming with her. Um, so here we are. Uh, Gossip Girl is again, using the plot device of someone taking away their bag at the last minute. So uh, with it, without realizing that they have something important this week in there. Last week it was uh, Serena's phone was in the bag that Lily takes away last minute. And uh, this week Vanessa's like, oh, no, that bag doesn't look good. Let me take it. And it has Jenny's keys in it. So she'll we'll use that as a prop for Vanessa to be able to get back in later. But yeah. uh, just saying, Gossip Girl already going go to the well. Go like, to the, oh, in episode this, six. Worked, yeah. this worked last week. Let's, let's do it again. <laughs> Uh, so here we go. Party begins. Chuck's got his nice devil mask on. Ugh. Nate's got a little Phantom of the Opera thing going on. Blair's mask, as we were mentioning, seems especially annoying because she has to hold it up the whole night. Like, man. Yeah. Who's who's uh, rocking the best mask, in your opinion? Um, I, I think the one that gives the most lasting impression on me is Chuck's because I'm so creeped out by everything he's he says. Like, he just is really leaning into his his personality in this in this costume so I, I think his makes the most sense i will also say uh chuck it does make the most sense i i, I guess I, I whatever chuck was doing i think it was working for me in this episode <laughs> it, was, it was like he, I, he just had like this this way of like he was talking extra sensually all episode yeah too. and i don't know if it was just like him being the literal devil in this episode just yeah. like I, I think his hair was definitely better L- looked good in the devil mask like mm-hmm. uh he was doing something right. Uh, I, I was a Jenny's little creeped out. Just kind of wandering around. Right well, I guess because the events that are happening, yeah, getting seduced. Yeah. tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jenny just wandering around right aimlessly, trying to like force, kind of like force herself to have a good time at this point. Like she now she's at the point where like, okay, I'm in, but like now well, well, I didn't now, really yeah, think what I can't my talk to my only be. friend Blair as yeah. here. I I don't know anyone here really except for. Blair, who didn't let me come, so, like, mm. now I just need to kind of, like, walk around. Um, Dan trying to stalk Serena, you know, what he's best at, going with the classics. <laughs> uh, Serena's dancing with this King George-looking motherfucker, and, like, this upsets Dan, like, I guess this is Rich Boy 4, or whatever his Yeah, this is Rich Boy 4, yep. In, in full, like, revolutionary times get-up. Uh, he's got a lot going on. He has a lot going on. Uh, and then, uh, we hear Gossip Girl say, uh, what was it we said about appearances? Yes, they can be deceiving, but most of the time, what you see is what you get. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's that. We, mm-hmm. we come back, and, uh, Vanessa comes back because she accidentally stole Jenny's keys, as I said. Uh, she's able to easily steal a mask. And, you, what, what is worse security? This party or the Ostroff Center? <laughs> like, these kids just break in every, I'm half surprised they didn't break Eric out again just so he could come to this party. Like, it would have been so easy to break Eric out from the, the hospital again and then just to break him into this party. Like, I feel yeah. like it would, they could have snapped their fingers and made it happen. Well, that, that seems like it's going to be like a plot device moving forward to just like parties. If there's going to be a lot of parties, there are a lot of times going to be crashed. I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. The upper, the upper, uh, upper east side needs to work on their security measures, like <laughs> everywhere, all around. Well, again, this, um, maybe this comes back to Blair. Uh, running this this party, maybe if the parents true. were running this, they would be more security. That's true. Maybe there'd be better security. Uh, Blair is upset at Nate for you know whatever reason. Um, uh, I, I, at this point in the episode, I had forgotten that this was actually supposed to be a scavenger hunt. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it goes nowhere with that. Because like Nate never is game to do the scavenger hunt. So I was like, why is Blair even upset with Nate? Oh, why is she just right, standing there, kind of looking at him angrily, and why is he just, like, staring into space? <laughs> yeah, so her plan for the whole party is just to stand there. Like, because the thing is, Nate's supposed to have to find her. 
but Blair is just standing there yeah, like, watching Nate. Okay, there's Blair. <laughs> there's Blair, but Nate's supposed to like run around and get clues from everyone. When he's like, but Blair's standing right there. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, that, that um, was a miss on me too. Now Chuck, Chuck now takes this opportunity to get his flirt on with Blair. Uh, clearly doesn't care that this is his best friend's girlfriend. Even though I'm always saying that, say what you want about Chuck, he's a good friend to Nate. Uh, <laughs> he's still gonna flirt with Blair. Uh, I think uh, I, 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 I kind of like when him and Blair interact though. I'm, I'm okay with him flirting with her. They, uh, they seem oh, to have like fun. It, Oh, I'm good. Like, Blair clearly has better chemistry with Chuck than she yeah, does with Nate. Yeah, without like, a doubt. Not even close. So at the same time, like, I think it, feel like, it feels like Nate clearly doesn't care about Blair, and maybe Chuck, like, realizes that. So he's going to be like, like yeah. Nate isn't even going to care if I flirt with Blair all night. Like, I guess everyone Nate knows that this like, is his oh, personality. Yeah. Nate will be like, oh, good. Blair's out of my hair. She's hanging out with Chuck tonight. I could, <laughs> I could look at Serena. Right. <laughs> um, Chuck notices Jenny again. Uh, doesn't, I guess, know who she is right now, but uh, even when she has a mask on. He wants to fuck this 14-year-old. I, I th- and I made a note in my head, like, when she had that mask on, I feel like she looks even younger. When you see just the bottom she half, she looks younger. I agree. Like, yeah. I was going to say, even if you don't know this is Jenny, this is a 14-year-old. Like, you can tell. <laughs> that, like, maybe she looks even younger with the mask, like you said. Like, this is not someone who you should be trying to fuck right now, Chuck. No. Uh, Jenny, to her credit, does not immediately turn and run, which I feel like maybe she should have done. She's going to hold her own with Chuck here, and yeah. this is where we get a nice little subplot where Jenny's going to kind of get some kind of revenge against Chuck. Um, Chuck says to her, beautiful and mean, I've got chills. Mm-hmm. This is the most relatable thing Chuck has said so far. I think I, I really gravitate towards the uh, beautiful and mean people. Like, <laughs> if you are a pretty person and you are just a piece of shit to me, I will, I will I yours chase you to the end of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's just what I need. I just need a pretty person to boss me. I, I think that, that that's that, pretty like resonant of people in high school in general. You know, I, I feel like that's like such a typical thing before you l- learn to like gain respect for yourself. So you're saying I'm a high school man doesn't have respect? <laughs> pretty much. I'm just, just, okay. That was like a Lily backhanded compliment. Or Moving on. Yeah, exactly. Moving on. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, Chuck's flirting might be working on me here. I don't know. Clearly, Jenny's head. Again, yeah, you're game. very horny for um, Chuck. This episode. She's, she's not gonna. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know what's I don't know what's happening here right now. Um, <laughs> you flagged up. My, not, my pants not are getting tight. You. You, you think he's a? Little, he's a I didn't freak. like it. <laughs> Jenny pulls the old switcheroo and tells Chuck that they should find a quiet place to talk this time, like uh, sh- shades of the pilot where Chuck tries to move on Jenny. Uh-huh. Obviously, Chuck is going to be all about it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, quiet place oh. to talk. Let's do it." Now, okay, so clearly Jenny does realize this is Chuck, and I guess right. Chuck does not realize yet that this is Jenny. Nope. I don't know how. I don't know. I, I like as soon as I started talking to her, I realized this was Jenny. But whatever. Um, I guess I don't recognize voices. Rich people are idiots. Like there's yep. no other. There's no other uh, drinking. Maybe I mean, who knows. So back to the boring party, the adult party, where Howie's pitching uh-huh. to Eleanor. And I thought that I was like, Eleanor is doing great here. Eleanor's a great businesswoman. She isn't going to go into business with this guy who knows nothing about fashion just because his son's dating her daughter. Like in my mind, I'm like, Eleanor put her own company over her own daughter. Like, she's obviously going to put yeah. it over Nate's dad. Right. But, so, and she's saying that. She's like, you know nothing about fashion. It looks like this is going to pull through. But I guess, at this point, Anne shows Eleanor, like, her great-grandmother's ring and is like, when Nate and Blair get married, I can't wait for Blair to have this ring. And I get, like, I see no other thing, reason that this could have happened. Did the great-grandmother's ring win Eleanor over somehow? Like, she was just so enthralled by this ring that she was like, ooh, maybe I do need to go into business. I guess so, but was there more that happened here? Or that was the last we saw, was she took the ring or looked looked at it? This is the last we see of them, I think, until we get the last scene where oh, they where he say, they say like, oh, right, right, right. Where like, they say, we're celebrating, we close the deal with Ella yeah. or whatever. 
I guess that's all they need. Maybe that was like a crazy valuable Apparently, ring like, that we would never lost on me, but I guess it worked for Eleanor. Um, I'm pretty convinced that Nate Ra um, is, in fact, a robot. She has little to personality at all times. It seems like it at that point. And now it's, it sucks for Nate even more because now he's really, really obligated to marry this chick that he does yeah, not Yeah, she's like, she, she basically like sold off her son. She's like, yeah, essentially, they will yeah. get married, you will get this ring, and you will go into business. Like, they are still treating marriage as it was treated in like the 1700s where everything was like a business deal. Yep. Poor guy. Uh, those rich people. Um, Poor stupid boy. I like that Rufus is still amused at this whole Lily Bart thing for now. And I guess that is because he's going to use this as an excuse to plant a fat one on Lily here. Yeah, I enjoyed how, that. How long has he wanted to do that? And he was just looking for a, an excuse. I guess for however long it's been since the last time. Yeah, and I yeah. think Lily's loving it too. Like, oh, they she both definitely have these, is. Uh, these wild expressions on their face after. Yeah, and she says she's nauseous, but she's I think that's a code word for horny. Um, yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend says it all the time too when I want to do things with her. She's like, oh, I'm nauseous. I'm like, ah, me too. I'm very nauseous. <laughs> yeah, that of course. That's exactly what that means. <laughs> um, uh, King George and Serena are still dancing. Uh, Dan is going to cut in now. Now, at least these two are smart enough to realize who was under the mask. There's no confusion here. They recognize each other right away. Uh, it would have been funny if Serena was like Jack Altman. Is that you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, that's a good punch up. <laughs> Serena, Jack, I didn't know you. That felt works this well. You, you, that's, a, that, you, that's a throwaway joke. That's 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 good. Yeah, that's good. good. I think. That I think there. we should redo this fourteen <laughs> years later. Um, and it is at this point where I like just now started remembering that this was supposed to be a scavenger hunt for Nate. Like Blair did such a terrible job if this was supposed to be a scavenger oh, yeah. hunt. It's right. So but when the, the minions are like are talking to Nate, I'm like, what are they talking about? Yeah, but also Nate has just been standing there all night doing nothing. But it's also, like, I am on both sides. Like, I'm I, I'm on no one's side, I should say. They're both idiots. Also, it's weird that Blair wants this guy to go through a whole scavenger hunt, like, just to talk to her, because she thinks that will prove that, like, he loves her or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but also, also like, any... really easy acting job for uh, that actor tonight, Nate. Nate, just yeah. Just fucking stand there. Chase Crawford getting an easy check this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, back Nate's not doing anything, but clearly his head's not in it. Uh, Blair is just assuming that he should be doing so. Like, it's just so dumb all around. Uh, Nate, understandably, has other things on his mind and doesn't care about a stupid scavenger hunt. But I'm surprised he, like, even came. Like, he clearly doesn't want to be there. Like, what's he yeah. even doing there? I guess the the, the friend group has to kind of go, th- go through the motions and do these things no matter what. That's just, like, what they do. I guess so. You know? You can't not be seen. can't be yeah, not yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. He already took last week off. He has to do something. <laughs> right. Uh, the minions find him and, and tell him, <laughs> just completely skip over the clues. They just tell him to find Serena. And uh, the word Serena is enough to break him out of his trance. He's like, Serena? Oh. Serena? That's right. I'm in love with Serena. You hear the Tim Allen, <laughs> oh? <laughs> now that's comedy. <laughs> that would have been good if yeah. Nate was just like, oh. And then like, the whole way to find him, he goes, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, anyway, Devil Jack. Devil Chuck finds Jenny again. Jenny wants to play hide and seek. Genius move by Jenny here. Yeah, this is good Even, stuff. like I was saying, even with the mask on, it's clear that Jenny is a child. But Chuck <laughs> is down to play some strip hide and seek with her. Yep. It's a good move. Fuck you, Chuck. Fuck you, Chuck. Uh, here we go. Now things are going to heat up. It's Dan and Serena fight time. Serena's upset to see him. Dan performs a little monologue about all the things he did to get there and how much he cares. But Serena drops the bomb that he didn't care this morning when he was with another girl and lied about it. Oof. Yes, Serena. How do you come back from that, my guy? 
That's what I'm saying. Danny finally comes clean about Vanessa, because there's no other option at this point. But his first instinct was to lie again, though. When she calls him out, his first instinct, he goes, no, that was just... You can see him running through all the excuses yeah, yeah. he could have in his mind, and when he finally gets to the end of his Rolodex, he's like, all right, fine, that was my friend Vanessa. Right. Uh, and you hope that this isn't like a, a sign of things to come with this guy, if you continue to spend time with him. I think he might be pathological. He might be. Uh, she asked why he lied. And he said, he was, and said, you know, that was Jenny. Dan doesn't have an answer, other than he's an idiot, which, good, true. Most honest yeah, thing he said all, all right. episode. He's good correct. Uh, whatever he said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but his bullshit response works on Serena, because all she wanted from him was to declare his love for her. Now they can stop being jealous right. fools and just hook up with each other. Yeah, he is good at, like, the saving himself sort of monologue thing that he does a lot. He's a talker. He yeah. is, he is, uh, he gets frazzled easily, and that's a weakness yep. in his game. But once he once he finds a rhythm, he can talk and, and right. win you back over. Because when he when he is frazzled, he is talking too much and he gets out of yeah. his game. But he's, he's just got to find he's that. Kinda, yeah, he's bad on his feet. But give him a second to get together a monologue, yep. and that's when he shines. Mm-hmm. That's the writer in him. Yeah. Uh, Dan pulls down Serena's mask to kiss her, and uh, <laughs> there's another funny. You know, we should punch up this whole episode. It'd be funny if he took the mask off to kiss her, and he was like, "Oh, Serena, I thought you were someone else." <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, I have a similar thought, but for later in the episode when the costumes get switched. It's a little bit yeah. of uh, incest humor. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I had that same exact yeah. thought. Um, so uh, Gossip Girl back on the horn here goes, oh, yes, the other part we love about a masquerade, when the mask finally comes off and the truth is revealed to all. Even when Gossip Girl is speaking, she's got like one sentence and she's got like, she was not about it this week. But uh, No, yeah, very much reveal. more like narrative type stuff Yeah, in this one. Big reveal here is Vanessa was right there and sees it all. Sees the big smooch. Ho, ho, ho. Now it's time for the Dan-Vanessa fight. This guy can't get a break. It's round two. Mm-hmm. Vanessa calls him out on lying now about writing his paper. And Dan, with a very inventive spin on lying, he says, <laughs> she says, you lied to me. He's like, no, I merely refrained from sharing the truth. <laughs> Which seems to me Which is just a... not true. Is just, right. Seems to me like, first of all, it's pretty much just a reframing of what... Uh, lying is just right. defining lying but also not what he did no. it wasn't like he just lied by omission he flat out was not writing a paper he said a different thing yeah right. he said he was writing a paper but he was not he was going to a <laughs> yeah. to a ball right um but at least right after that he just goes i i didn't even understand that either i have to admit because <laughs> vanessa's not giving him any like he is losing both of these battles yep um i'll, I'll give vanessa credit because at this point she's literally she's like literally just be honest it's that easy like, someone needed to tell him this much earlier. And now, when Dan was fighting with Serena, Vanessa was apparently stalking by and watching that conversation. Now Dan is fighting with Vanessa, and Serena's just awkwardly watching this whole conversation, and hears that Dan told Vanessa he loved her. So, uh, she goes, looks like someone traded up. And, uh, to Serena, she runs away, and Dan's like, I have to follow her. And Serena's just like, she's beautiful. So Serena's clearly just upset because Vanessa's hot. Like, if Vanessa yeah. wasn't hot, she would have been like, oh, She's ugly. Okay, we're good. Oh, thank God. You can, you can be her friend. She's like, <laughs> oh, Vanessa's beautiful. Yeah, there was a strange moment, too, where I was like, uh, is this going to be a problem now? It was, it was a roller coaster of emotions with, with Dan, Serena, Vanessa, Serena. Yeah, back everything forth. is just happening in like yeah. this little like five-minute segment. But not before we get a half-naked Chuck on the roof. The fucking, Your uh, favorite part. That's right. Fucking badass Jenny steals Chuck's clothes and locks him on the roof. Very satisfying good shit. that, he, that uh, she got back at that creep, you know. Yeah. Uh, on her way down, he calls her a bitch for good measure. So Yeah. Stand, standing true to his morals, that Chuck. But yeah. I'm very happy for Jenny to get one over on Chuck like this. Absolutely. 
Um, although not really, because we see later that Chuck is able to get down and is wearing a tuxedo and is also amused at what happens. Yeah, so, pretty pretty soon after the fact, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Vanessa's leaving. <laughs> I said before that what Rufus said was my biggest laugh. That was my favorite line of the episode. This is my biggest laugh of the episode, where Dan is chasing down <laughs> Vanessa, who he thinks is Vanessa, but it turns out <laughs> it's the wrong girl, and he just attacks a random person in the street and screams, Why won't you just wait? <laughs> <laughs> so funny they did not need to do there was no reason for this to happen in the episode it was just a funny choice just for they funny made. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she is very startled and he realizes she's not vanessa and apologizes profusely and then and then also yells like in case i guess there was any like cops nearby or something he just yells case of mistaken identity yeah that was that was <laughs> strange <laughs> <laughs> Strange thing to say. Nothing to see here. A case of mistake. <laughs> oh, classic mistake. Ironically, not ironically not involving masks. <laughs> that, that was very funny. That he just like attacked this girl. It's like, why won't you just imagine walking in the streets? <laughs> I mean, that kind of sounds like New York City, though. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, that happened to me. That was so funny to me. Uh, back at the fancy party. Um, <laughs> I notice all the waiters have fez hats on. I don't know if that's part of the theme or if that's. The uh, uniform that Eleanor requires, but it's a, it's a great look. Maybe, I don't think I did maybe. notice that. Oh, it was very funny. <laughs> uh, so Lily tells Rufus that the kiss made her nauseous, and then it's like, oh no, I'm I'm kidding. Well, well, kind of. Like, yeah, <laughs> she is always so ruthless. She is so mean without even trying to be. Again. Yep. And uh, Rufus gives her a nice little pep talk here about how beautiful she is and how Bart's a fool. Also pours his heart out a little and tells her it's not fun losing her. You know, this this poor si- yeah. sap is still not over Lily and he's not over Allison. Yeah, and again, after she just told him his kiss made her nauseous, he goes exactly. in and <laughs> says all this stuff. These, uh, these Humphrey men, they specialize in falling in love with two girls at the same time. Yep, and monologues. Yes, yes, that's true too. And uh, the ruse worked. Bart wants to speak with Lily. Yeah, I mean, and then uh, as he decides to leave and she decides to go on with him, you see a little uh, head turn back towards Rufus. Yeah, a classic head turn mm-hmm. as Rufus gives a sad little happy to help and then opens the elevator to leave. Well, you got here I go. Him and Nate really have a sad boy off. Like, they both <laughs> do the same thing where, like, they both are like have their little sad moments and then they both have their, like, indignant moments where Nate's like, I'm a I'm a big kid now. I, I, my parents can, and then Rufus is like, I don't care what Allison d- tells me. <laughs> like, they both have those same personality traits. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, back to the fun party, the mass ball. Uh, here comes Phantom Nate. Uh, Blair's just waiting around again, not hiding, just waiting for Nate, who is not coming. Jenny and Serena have a little meeting of the minds in the ladies' room. Uh, Serena asks Jenny about the history between Dan and Vanessa. Jenny admits that there is history, but she sticks up for her brother and says he's never liked a girl like he likes Serena. You know, good looking out, Jenny. Great sister. Right. She's, she's great. She's every time, every time, uh, she comes in and talks to Serena, I feel like she makes her feel better about the whole Dan situation. Yeah, she really does. I, I, I do like the, the, uh, I love the Jenny and Blair relationship and I do love the Jenny and Serena relationship as well. Yes. And fan. the Jenny and Dan, and the Jenny Dan Rufus trio as well. Yeah. I, I'm starting to come around on Jenny with the past couple episodes that she's not so creepy anymore. Maybe she'll get creepy again. Cause like, yeah. Yeah. But so far, she's, she's been crushing it the past couple. Yeah. Uh, so she points out that Dan is at a masked ball right now. So obviously, he would go anywhere for her, except for the ice capades, because that really freaked him out when he was five. Logic yes. checks out there. I and also I, love. I don't everything. know what escapades are. Ice capades. Ice capades? Yeah. So like it's, a, it's like a thing on ice, I think. Yeah, that's good. let's uh, let's do some let's do some live googling. Ice capades. I, I didn't catch that. Ice capades. 
the ice capades were traveling entertainment shows featuring theatrical ice skating performances. Shows often featured former Olympic and U.S. national champion figure skaters mm-hmm. who had retired from formal competition. Similar traditional ice skating entertainment shows include the Ice Follies and Holiday on Ice. I don't know why this freaked out Dan so much. I know, it doesn't sound terrible at all. It sounds like it's just a circus on ice. It sounds pretty I love. I love every time we get some backstory on Dan. Like, he has a Cabbage Patch <laughs> right. kid. He's freaked out about ice skating. Yeah, they do love to throw, they gotta, each episode, they're going to throw out something funny about his childhood. <laughs> so Jenny's speak, speech works because uh, Serena now wants to go chase after Dan. But uh, she's complaining that her mask keeps falling off. You know, common teen problems. Your mask keeps falling off. Uh, and here we go. Here we, we're setting it up. Jenny and Serena are going to trade masks. This is like some Shakespearean shit right here. Yes. Jenny and Serena are going to trade masks. Serena's also going to give Jenny her jacket. She's like, oh, you look cool. Take my jacket. Like... Okay. okay, seems like a weird thing to offer, but all right, for the sake of the plot. It's almost like she's trying to hide from somebody. Yeah, it does seem like that. And Jenny confirms that she had fun that night, and it was everything she could have hoped for, and I believe her. Uh, Yeah, and uh, as soon as uh, they switch outfits and you realize that Nate is on the hunt for Serena, you're like, oh, no. What's yeah. going what's gonna to happen and, here? And here we go. And thank God. Jenny would, yeah, exits the bathroom in her yellow dress. Like, just, just the odds of them both just having yellow dresses for this to work is right. astronomical to begin with. But uh, Jenny has the bathroom in her yellow dress with Serena's mask and Serena's jacket. Nate, almost like hilariously, like, not only like, I get like at first being like thinking this, Serena, this is Serena. I, I, I don't know. I'd make fun of him, but maybe he's drunk or something. But to be yeah. so sure that this is Serena, that he comes up and grabs her from behind and whispers in her ear like a little creep. Like, <laughs> We just saw what happens when you assume things. Like, Dan just accosted this poor girl on the street, thinking it was Vanessa. Right. Now, I don't know why Nate has, like, come up behind her and, like, whisper in her ear instead of just, like... Like, if he had a face-to-face conversation with her, he would have realized, like, oh, shit, this is a 12-year-old. This is not Serena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, and, and Jenny legitimately looks terrified. She does, and she runs away like she is. She she gasps at first. When he comes up behind her, she's like, oh, oh, goodness, <laughs> my word, what is happening? That's and, what happens. Like, if, if anyone comes up behind me and is yeah. whispering in my ear, I'd be scared. And Nate says the words. He says, Serena, just don't say anything. And let me yeah, explain. This is also another either. weird move. Doesn't help. Just don't say anything and let me explain. Like, all this only works if Jenny does not talk. And, like, so many things had to be in motion here for right. this to work. Serena, just don't say anything and let me explain. I've been trying to do the right thing, but it's killing me. Look, I know we both care about Blair, but maybe the best thing is for me to just tell her the truth. I'm not over you, and I thought I could fight it, but I can't. And if you don't stop me, I'm going to kiss you. This scene is so messy. What, yeah. what is Nate doing? Why Why here? Why right now? I understand if you don't want to text her because there's like evidence. You could call her, though, or you could show up at her house again the next day. Why does it have to be right now? Surely there must have been a better way if he was going to betray Blair again and pledge his love for Serena. Why did he tell her not to talk? Yeah. Why was this plan A? I don't know. And, I, and you have to assume that there's booze involved at this ball, like knowing these yes. kids. And hopefully that was the reason why he said something so ridiculous. But... I'm just. I was really glad at this point that she ran away, and like he, I, I was worried that she was going to lose her shot, uh, Jenny, with yes. Blair by accidentally sleeping yes. with Nate. Well, accidentally and, sleeping with someone. <laughs> <laughs> Why tell her not to talk? Like, what does it? Don't you want to hear her response? Don't talk. I'm just going to kiss you. <laughs> what? Don't talk, but stop me. Yeah, don't talk. And also, this is consent now. I'm going to kiss you unless you tell me. <laughs> this is what consent is. Yeah, it's, it's very much like frat boy consent. Oh my god. So Jenny runs away, and now the amazing Serena appears out of nowhere, and Nate is just befuddled. Like, he's like, how did you, I just kissed you, and you ran away, like, what? But a magician never reveals her secret, so she's, <laughs> uh, Serena says, forget the clue. <laughs> like, everyone is just like, oh, like, you're this so dumb. Your is so dumb. 
like, she's like, forget the clue, and just tells Bla- Nate where Blair is and what she's wearing. Literally the worst scavenger hunt ever, as I keep saying. But it's funny how they keep getting fed up with him because they don't realize that it's because he doesn't care. They think it's because he's so fucking stupid. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, he's so dumb. Like, oh, why do we do written clues? He doesn't know how to read. Like, you need to just tell him what the clues are. So the clock's about to strike midnight. Blair also thinks Jenny is Serena and is able to somehow grab her bracelet as she's running out. So she is aware that it's Jenny now, I guess. It seems like she's seemingly putting together some pieces, but obviously not everything because she gets the bracelet. She's like, Jenny. She looks up and sees Nate and kind of like has a stare down with him and is upset. And at this point, I was like, did she somehow piece together like that they just kissed somehow? But obviously she didn't. Right. But it just seems weird that I guess she's mad that Jenny showed up when she wasn't supposed to, and then is mad, mad that Nate, Nate two separate isn't, isn't yeah. finding her in time. Yeah, um, could have been clearer with that in the edit of the show, I guess. But whatever. Yeah. Um, then Dan also thinks that his own sister is Serena as Jenny continues <laughs> to run, and as as we were alluding yes. to, good thing Dan didn't try to pull what Nate did. Could have gotten like, messy. <laughs> Could it could have been bad if he if he pulled her up and was like, "Don't say anything, don't say anything." I love you, and I'm going to kiss you. That that could have gotten bad. That could yeah. have gotten really the bad. exact same lines. Also, Jenny was somehow able to run into everyone on her way out. Yeah, like everyone was just in her path as she was just just trying to leave. Right, she got in really easily, but saw everyone on the way out. Yeah, and the whole mass debacle debacle is so dumb, but it provided some great drama, so I love it. Mm-hmm. Without the mask, we don't have anything. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then they're leaving the party, and uh, Chuck seems to appreciate that Jenny was able to get one over on him. He says, little Jenny Humphrey, able to get my pants off and have me not enjoy it. Quite the accomplishment. Uh, <laughs> I think anything will turn him Chuck on. Was able to anything, it doesn't pops. matter what it is. Yeah. They don't They don't explain it either. Blair's just like, and don't tell me how you got that tux. Like, okay, I guess we're never going to know then. Okay. Um, Nate says, uh, you know, see you later. Chuck goes to go with Blair, and she's like, no. Blair's upset that uh, Nate didn't find her. But uh, doesn't seem to know what happened with him and Jenny, as I was saying. She's just upset that he didn't try, which is fair, I guess, but also not because she doesn't know why Nate isn't trying to try. Like, she has no idea what's going on in Nate's life right now. She's so, like, in her own head about this thing, thinking that this is what's best for her and Nate. But uh, also, I guess, fair that Nate literally just stood there the whole night. Yeah, I think she's been overly wrapped up in, like, trying to make sure that Nate is... Hers and hers only. Yes. That she's like overcompensating for that a little bit and going too much to go over the top yeah. of that. And uh, Nate obviously has other things on his mind, but it's very telling that he, at this point, feels like he just can't talk to Blair about it. Yeah. Like, the main thing, Blair feel, feels unwanted in the relationship, and Nate feels unlistened to in yep. the relationship. And that's why this is not working at all. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, King George ends up being the big winner tonight. He's going home with two girls. <laughs> yeah. That, that gave me a laugh. Good he for was him. like, uh, He's like, do you know who I am? I'm, I'm a rich, rich boy, boy four. four. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, I fucked rich boy three. <laughs> so Dan calls Serena. Uh, Dan asks why she ran away, and uh, we had another case of everyone just assuming that the blonde, beautiful girl must be Serena, as as Lily said in a previous episode. Can't blame him. Blonde, what was it like? Tall, blonde, and beautiful. That's Serena, all right. So that's anytime Serena. anyone sees a beautiful blonde girl, they're just like, "Oh, that's Serena." Has to be because there's only one Serena Vanderwartsen, as Dan says. Mm-hmm. But uh, Serena pulls her favorite trick again and appears to Dan out of nowhere. This this doesn't phase Dan. I I'd be freaked out a little if I thought you know Serena just ran by and she was there. And also, I'd <laughs> still be freaking out if I was Nate. Like Nate has no reaction. I'd be like, "Who the fuck did I just kiss?" <laughs> yeah, you know. Again, Who did ho- I just... hopefully it was booze. Who did I just assault? <laughs> he doesn't even think about it. Like he's too like he's thinking about his parents. So caught up. And, yeah, he 
doesn't even think that he just called kiss a random girl <laughs> that um, screamed and ran away from him. Yeah. So Serena and Dan are in good terms. Serena gets cute and mentions the ice capades are coming to town, mm-hmm. and Dan lets her know that he's down to go if she's which there. Which I say, yeah. aw. Oh. You know that's uh very sweet. Very that's sweet. nice. Ah, uh, here we go. This scene infuriated me. Nate oh, returns home. Like the first time all see first time all series, I think we see Nate at his house and not just sleeping at Chuck's house. Good to know that he has a house. Well, he came down the stairs earlier in the episode. No. Uh, yeah, that's house. true. He did. Yeah. He did. I guess this episode. This was first, first episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all, like he was supposed to go to Blair's house tonight, and I'm I'm surprised that when she said no, he didn't just go to Chuck's house. Like they've been drinking. That seems to usually be his move. Yeah. But we need to have this scene with the with the with the rents. Yeah. And uh, Eleanor apparently agreed to let Howie's firm take her company public. Didn't seem like it was going so well. So. I thought maybe Eleanor had gotten drunk, but maybe it was just the bracelet. Like, whenever yeah, I'm confused, I just, I just blame the booze. Had to be, the, yeah. Or some had to be the ring. weird rich people shit. Yep. Um, and Nate's mom, in the same episode that Nate has found the drugs, Nate's mom has found the drugs. I guess Nate didn't, like, rehide it well enough, because, uh. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, like, I, I guess he just left it out? Yeah, he just left it out on the table. <laughs> um, so Howie is refusing to come clean about it, which is so, oh my god, and Nate is getting blamed for it. This is you know, so you know, bad. he might also just have, like, coke in like every book in the house too if he's spending that much money on it like we said earlier it could be in every single book yeah and it's been a miracle that she hasn't found it (laughs) until now every time i think how we can't stoop to a new low getting caught with drugs and blaming it on your own kid like he knows his own drugs nate knows and he's really gonna let nate like take the fall for it because what is nate gonna do say like it's not mine like and she's like it's not it's not mine and it's not your father you're the only one that lives here which even like couldn't it be like like couldn't it just be like someone else was there in the house and like left go get like I don't know like they're so yeah. quick to blame their kids especially Howie who knows it's not his oh I, and, I loved his guilty face too he just like sunk his oh stupid little God, face he's he was, such a was so shit. funny I couldn't even look at that little shit's face not <laughs> not saying anything as Nate has to stand there and get yep. blamed for it and he takes like, it the uh, poor kid that little fucking slime ball yeah. Nate Nate fucked up by inexplicably kissing who he thought was Serena tonight but you obviously still have to feel bad for him here. Oh, yeah, I both had a doubt. Um, so back at the loft, we get our little final scene of the episode. Uh, Dan lets Jenny know that he decided to go to the ball and has no idea that Jenny was there the whole time, which is very funny. She mm-hmm. gets back like Cinderella in uh, you know, her little PJs. No one's any any wiser. Yep. Jenny's such a little baller. You know, she, she really killed it again this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, Vanessa is waiting in Dan's room and is ready to make up with him. A very nice scene. And Dan, Dan closes his big metal slidey door. And uh, Vanessa and Dan both apologize, recount all the ways they fucked up tonight, and they are ready to figure out how to be friends. Yeah, that was nice. I was a little surprised to see her in there when I when he, he got back, and I was uh, a little yeah, not, another big reveal unnerved. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad I, people should be friends. I, I, I like like uh, you could be friends with another gender. They haven't, they don't have yeah, that really yet in this series. So I think that's I, uh, important. I'd prefer it that way. I'd, yeah, I'd prefer honestly, all my friends, all my pretty, friends, to be pretty much me too. Um, what, what are we doing? <laughs> fuck you um, so yeah as we were saying this is good because Dan could use a friend besides his sister and dad like, he has no one else to talk to so this will be good for Dan at least And but he still has no guy friends like you know we were just talking about how we want all yeah, our friends true. Either, none of the people on the show uh, are his gender, friend, really. but he, he, do, he doesn't really he doesn't really have anyone that he could bro down with and talk chicks with yeah. you know, like, but I'm just hoping at this mind, point as a Serena fan that that's all this stays because I don't want this girl to be mm-hmm. lingering around like some sort of right. future love interest right. I'm hoping it stays friendly right so uh, Dan's filling in Vanessa about everything that's been happening in his life, and they're catching up as old friends, and the episode ends. 
And no Gossip Girl closing monologue today. Surprisingly, like I said, not a lot of Gossip Girl at all in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, this is one of the only episodes not to feature a voiceover from Gossip Girl at the end of the episode. And it's the first episode that does not end with a comment from Gossip Girl. So what do you think about that choice? Maybe she was busy uh, with forgetting Sarah Marshall or something. (laughs) Maybe. Um, That movie did come out in 2008. This uh, show, 2007, maybe she was filming a little. She just took a week off. (laughs) But um, yeah, it it did seem a little weird that the show just kind of like faded to black with Dan and Vanessa talking and not with... uh, I'm so used to the show just opening and ending with Gossip Girl. I I guess since it's too early early for me, I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't notice even. Interesting. Well, that's our episode. How do you feel? Good, good, good ending. I think the ending, like I said earlier, like when we first started, it, it kind of was a slow start, but it built up to a, a very fun, chaotic ending. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, so let's get into some segments. Mm. Uh, user review of the week. Yeah, our favorite. Eight out of ten. This user gave gave it. Uh, maybe I should start uh, reading out the uh, the usernames. Aura seven seven two three. Titles that In case they're listeners. Go Little Go Little Jenny. Which I agree. Yeah. And here's the review. Blair is up for some more games. Little Jenny shows more of her potential, and she can still seem only innocent in doing so. Serena <laughs> and Dan Serena and Dan go on and off, with his ex-girlfriend Vanessa in town. Nate is accused by his parents of taking drugs, which in fact are his father's. Chuck is being Chuck, like always, only this time he is victimized by little Jenny. Boo hoo. <laughs> My favorite part of this episode was seeing Chuck's angry face after he was left alone and half-naked on the roof. Of course Jenny's playing hot and cold with him was fun also. Not really a sentence there, but okay. okay. Vanessa isn't a character I like, so scenes with her seems pretty annoying to me. She's the third wheel no matter what. How could she come and hope for things to go back the way they were? Silly lovesick girl. I fucking get her. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> I like ending any any review with silly lovesick girl. Silly lovesick. <laughs> we get that a lot. Silly lovesick girl. <laughs> Uh, next week, we have the episode, season one, episode seven, entitled Victor slash Victrola. Any idea what could be happening oh, in next week's episode? This is a tough one. Uh, are they just referencing, like, a Victrola itself? What's a Victrola? It's like uh, an old uh, music player, like a, a big, like a big uh, record player kind of thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But I, I mean, I I assume it's usually a piece of media. But I guess it could just be, uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a Victrola in the next episode. Maybe. Uh, the the little blurb at the end of HBO Max does, doesn't really give anything away. The little blurb for the preview for next week says, "Serena and Dan finally acknowledge that they are crazy about each other," which I thought already happened in every single episode. That's the whole rundown leading up to it. Yeah, that's the whole preview. Okay. Um, no Victrola to speak of. <laughs> Um, so let's get into the episode grade. I went first last week, so you can go first this week. What grade do you give the episode? Okay. Again, as previously mentioned, I was thinking B for quite a while in this episode. And as things progress, even with the uh, aforementioned boring adult plot, um, that one kind of grasped my attention quite a bit. Um, Loving the Lily Rufus plotline. And with that one being a good plotline and not even being the best, uh, with the chaotic scene towards the end there. Uh, that that really picked it up for me and brought it into A minus territory. Went all the way from B wow. and picked it up to letter grades, all the way into A minus, and I think that's where it stood by the end. Look at you! All right. Um, I will say that I was also thinking B for a while, and then also ended up bumping it up. Did I bump it up as high as you did? Let's see. 
Um, I think it was a perfectly good episode of the show. Definitely better than last week, so definitely deserves better than the B I gave last week. So uh, that makes sense. Uh, not really too weak of a story in this one, although obviously the Rufus Lily stuff was the weakest, as it always is. Still good, though. Uh, Nate starting to actually have some stuff to do, even if it's just his family treating him like shit and him having no one to talk to it about. Uh, as for everyone else, stories all kind of intertwine at the big masquerade ball. A little frustrating at times with Dan lying all over the place, yeah. but for the most part, very fun. Uh, it's the quintessential Gossip Girl plot, as I said at the beginning of the episode. Uh, causing mass confusion because everyone's wearing a mask at a ball is so ridiculous and silly, and it's something that can only happen in Gossip Girl. Uh, the fact that these masks actually somehow work and make people not know who is behind them is hilarious, and I just really love this event overall. Uh, we have the first appearance of Vanessa, whom I don't like, but she's uh, fine here, pretty much, and uh, we get a nice resolution with her and Dan at the end. So, I was thinking B, but it's better than a B. So I bumped it up to only a B plus, though. Mm. I, 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 I agree. I think I think it's like just a, a pretty normal episode of the show so far from what I've seen. And the sheer amount of fun bumps it up to being like a above average episode and even like a really, really good one. Um, exactly. I think with, without these, this last little bit, it would have been much more average. And mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's not to say there's not flaws in the episode, but with the, the sheer amount of enjoyment I had the last like 10 minutes of it, I was like, you know, this is good stuff. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so let's get into the MVP. Who you got? I think you got to go Jenny. Just just like the our user from before. It's clearly the best character. The past two episodes running. She's on a hot streak. Yep. Yep. Big I hot streak. I uh I have to agree. Um I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe it. I tried to give this to anyone else. I said let's spread the wealth with the MVP you this can't. week. I just gave it to Jenny. I had given it to her before. I I couldn't have said it any better myself. I just can't. I, just I have can't. to give my MVP to little Jenny Humphrey. Yes. Once again, it feels like I'm giving it to her every week. This is already the third MVP I've given her in two episodes, in th- six episodes, and you've already given her two in these last two episodes. Yeah. So she is running away with it. Um, it feels like I'm giving her an MVP every week, like I said, but uh, she aced it across the board tonight. Yep. She gets to go to the ball she wanted to go to, even though freshmen aren't allowed. She gets back at her assaulter in shock by locking him on the roof and stealing right. his clothes. She randomly gets to kiss Nate, which she yeah. didn't want it. And she didn't want to. No. Like, uh, poor poor Jenny. I shouldn't frame it as, like, a prize because right, she right, right. <laughs> definitely didn't consent She's to it. squealed. <laughs> I don't think she was... Like, this was not a her and Chuck situation. She was not, like... No, she just, it was surprising. But, uh, you know, not the worst thing to put on the resume. Yeah. Because like, yeah. yeah. it seems like something that she would want to put on her resume. She wants to yeah. climb the ladder. Yeah. I think she was more just confused than anything yeah. else. But, uh, and she's pretty much the sole reason that Serena and Dan end up getting back together yeah. in this episode. She killed it yet again. And the big risk so, she takes by going to the ball in the first place, she gets away with because she just runs out of there unscathed. No one finds yeah. out. Well, I guess they find out, yep, but they she don't. She gets away with everything. They, we don't know until next episode, really, if right, she gets right. in trouble by Blair. Um, and so, with that being said, the question needs to be asked. With with me and you both giving her MVP again, is Jenny the star of Gossip Girl? Is this Jenny's show right now? Is the Upper East Side Jenny's world, and we're all just living in it? Honestly, it could be like if if I didn't know any better, um, you could say she is like a rising star and is supposed to be almost like the main character in a way because she's not necessarily like tied to either friend group, either Dan's side or like the rich people side. She's trying to she's like in her own little territory here. Trying yeah. to make a name for herself, and that you could this could be the story of someone trying to make them, their names for themselves in this uh, Upper East Side world. Yep, I, I I have to agree. Yeah. So, uh, good for her. And uh, let's, without further ado, get into the LVP of the week. Who you got? See, I wonder if we're going to agree on this also. It's, it's not as clear-cut and dry as the MVP, 
but um to me it's pretty clear who like loses the most uh being Nate who by the end of the episode is blamed for doing drugs and like the whole episode is moping around and just like is really having the worst time all episode long yeah I considered Nate and obviously you're looking into the frame as like who was the loser of the episode yeah. which would hard to make an argument for anyone else um but that's not how exactly I looked at it um now the thing is the LVP was not easy last week I didn't have anyone to give it to but you know there was plenty of options this week I, I mentioned thinking about Nate um but I'll just say this Dan is so lucky that the world's shittiest parent is in this episode to bail him out. I had this whole speech prepared as to how stupid Dan's lies were in all episodes and how he needlessly put himself in this tough situation because he sucks at communicating. Uh-huh. And I had it all planned out that Dan was going to get it. But Howie, once again, a soup to a new world. Yeah, yeah. He's losing all of his money and doing drugs and slowly destroying his family. And then when his wife finds his stash, he has the gall, the unmitigated <laughs> gall, to blame it on his own son. Spineless. Fuck that guy. LVP. Yeah. Shittiest of the week. Fair. Howie Archibald. So you're you're uh, going more off of who bothers you the most and who's like the most yes. least likable character. And you can do it either way. There's no right. correct way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I just, just want to make sure you have, I, I want to understand your criteria. And I believe this is the first time I've given it to Howie, even though I've hated him the whole time. Um, right. So now we can do Lonely Boys Theater, but with, with, a, with a little asterisk. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. See, these, <laughs> these transcripts for the episodes are getting harder to, and harder to find. So it's hard to act out these episodes. And uh, so we a lot of times have to rely on the IMDb quote section. But some weeks don't have, like, full scenes in their, in their quote sections, as was the case with this week. So we don't really have a full scene that we could act out the actual lines. But... There is this transcript site that does have every transcript of Gossip Girl uh, typed up, but the way it's typed up seems like it was kind of done from like a French to English, like Google Translate kind of, because the uh, translations are all very off, and it makes me laugh if reading the translation. So because we don't have any other uh, transcript to go off of, we're just going to yeah. go off of this transcript. And because and we enjoy of, it, it's kind of pretty funny. Kind of yeah, kind of hope for the best and hope that it maybe these French people know what they're doing and can write a better yeah. episode than it, it, yeah, just as a as a, if anything more, it's just a disclaimer so you'd know that we're not like having a stroke while we do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um so we are gonna do the uh the big scene with Rufus and Lily where uh they talk about the kiss and then uh, get they get interrupted by Bart at the end. So uh who do you wanna be Rufus or Lily? Have we established these characters? We haven't, no, because exactly. we haven't talked for either one of these people yet. Um I thought you could you could do Rufus has the my favorite line so you could do him since you found this. Uh-huh. Yeah. How generous of you. Yeah. All right, so I will be Rufus. We'll start it off in the entrance of Waldorf as the transcript it says. Yes. Lily, you were hiding there. <laughs> I needed to isolate myself a little in view of what the kiss. Yes, how to say. Jimmy sense. Nostalgic. <laughs> Nauseous. Okay. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> None. Jete, Cherry. <laughs> Whatever. I'm That's sorry, but I have Rufus. <laughs> then I would perhaps not have to invite you here. I see. Uh, as for me, I'm sorry to have kissed, but I did out of devotion for that idiot playboy realizes how much you're more attractive than his pretty young conquest. The freshness of youth passes. Whatever I have to admit that you escaped completely to this rule. 
Ultimately, he would bite his fingers. <laughs> and I thought he deserved to know what is losing you. I know how hard it is. I think it worked. And that's when Bart interrupts. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, and that's. I, I got you can have a for a loop with the Najate Chari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some French just sneaks its way in there. I, <laughs> very funny. We, we might just make a full crossover and j- only do those uh, transcript movies from yeah. now on because they always make me laugh. Um, <laughs> And I think it's funny, like to start the episode with like a dramatic line reading, and then it's just like nonsense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So with that being said, let's get into the plugs. Brendan, what do you got to plug this week? Um. Well, if you're listening to this, you already know this, but as of now, <laughs> as of now, it's news. We're if you love on this Apple podcast, podcast, you're gonna love this podcast. <laughs> you're right. Uh, listen to the uh, the Lonely Boys podcast uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, continue to do so interact with us follow us on social media i don't know but for now uh follow maddie fresh 24 for updates on our show or sometimes it'll be on the happy boys pod uh instagram and twitter other with with that segue i will also plug the happy boys pod listen to us talk about beer and whatever else uh we have a good time there and matt kagan at this point should be on around this time maybe who knows let's go yeah gotta promote the pod gotta promote and get drunk in the process yeah 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 you know, you always have the same plugs. Very boring. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Me, of course, I'm just going to plug what I've been watching. Of course, if you haven't already watched uh, Never Have I Ever, seasons one and two, both on Netflix. Um, also, I was recently, I plugged this last time, but I was recently on the BoJack Horse Pod with my good friends, Kirsten and Lindsay, hopefully uh, future friends of the pod. Uh, repeat plugs. Season three, <laughs> season three, episode 11, a very good one. Uh, that podcast has gone through three seasons at this point of Bojack Horseman, so if you love that show and you love iconic women talking about it, uh, subscribe, review, that one, all that good stuff. Also, as far as my uh, my recommendations, the things that I've been watching recently, I started watching uh, the show Atypical on Netflix, which your girlfriend is a very big fan of. Yes, probably. Nicole loves Atypical. I've been going behind your back and texting her all my thoughts about it. Also, my uh, 68-year-old boss's dad likes that show. I've so. not been texting him. <laughs> you haven't i've been texting nicole and molly because molly like, actually like how mitch has been texting nick's dad <laughs> yes yeah, exactly. <laughs> molly's actually been uh texting oh actually texted me a couple weeks ago saying i should watch it and i was like it's already on my list but i don't know when i'm gonna get to it but then ne- netflix must have known because netflix every time i went on netflix it was yeah. like the first thing on the page it's like you're gonna like this watch it and i was like okay netflix i will and then i started and i really i, I it's love quick it. I too love it. it's a quick watch a you just count um, through it yeah yeah i i uh don't know a ton about autism, so I don't know if they're doing everything correctly with how they portray it or whatever, but um, I... Right, from an outsider, been, it's enjoyable. Right. I have been enjoying the show a lot. And as for movies, last week in theaters, I saw Malignant, which is one of the most ridiculous horror movies I've ever seen. It was so ridiculous and bad that it was good. You're actually going to love it. Oh, okay. The twist in the third act is the hardest I've laughed at anything um, <laughs> okay. at, a mo- at the movies this year. It is such a great twist ending. So funny. You're going to love I it. I think that's the only way I can really get behind a horror movie is if it's like really terrible and funny. Yeah, it's not even terrible. It's just like ridiculous. It's Absurd. just so stupid. It's so okay. stupid, yeah. Which is, you know, how horror movies used to be. And uh, yeah. I think a lot of people hating on the movie just uh, don't kind of understand. They Not not every horror movie these days has to be a Jordan Peele like a... Like high concept type of thing. Yes, thank you. That's what I was yeah. going for. Yeah, like a high concept horror. Right. Because this is very you. low concept, and it's great. And also, I randomly watched this movie on Hulu called Plan B. It was very 
funny, very good, very heartwarming. If you like strong female friendships in movies, watch that one as well. And nice. uh, that are About, all my plug recommendations. It. Thank you for joining it. Thank you for joining us in uh, Maddie's Corner for all the <laughs> yeah, right. recommendations. We should we should get a little uh, theme song for Maddie's Corner. Okay, we can we can Everybody work on that. that Maddie's Corner. Nah, they can do better. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do it every week until we find the best one. We'll stick with that one. Great. Yeah. Maddie's co- No, that was even worse. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, join us next week uh, where we'll be discussing season one, episode seven, Victor mm-hmm. slash Victrola, which I am being told is some kind of old timey thing that Brenda was talking about. Yes. Forgot already. Music machine. I, you can follow me on Twitter at MaddieFresh24. You can follow Brendan on Twitter at RuppyPuppy. You can follow his podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. The Hoppy Boys Pod. Nice, nailed it. Yeah. And um that's it. So uh join us next week and until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely boys. boys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 